And I am so f***ing excited to tell you that my movie, The Machine, will be in theaters May 25th, Memorial Day weekend. Put it on your calendars. Memorial Day weekend, The Machine is going into theaters. Only theaters. Only theaters. Opening wide across the country. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's because of you guys, because of the positive comments that you shared when I posted it and I leaked the trailer on my Instagram. I leaked the trailer on my YouTube. All the positivity you guys did, all the sharing. I know exactly the metrics of that and it did very well. And it is because of you that this movie will be in theaters. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I can't tell you how happy I am. Hey guys, brand new podcast, and I'm drunk. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Steve Byrne and I get fucking wasted. Wasted. I think we drink, pass me that bottle. We drank this bottle of Four Roses and that bottle of Jameson. Yeah, this one of Jameson. Oslo, I'll be there January 8th. Well, I think this, I don't even know, when's this come out? I might have already been in yet in January. Fuck it. My friend Steve Byrne has a new special. It's out on Amazon.com. It's called The Last Late Night. Go check him out. This is a burner of a podcast. I won't waste your time with my fucking promotion. That's what I said. Shut your fucking mouth. The Last Late, the last late Night on Amazon Prime.com. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend. Steve Byrne. This is Cast. Are we drinking? Oh, no. What do you think? <laughs> Are you recording, Halston? No, 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 no. You guys go ahead. Hang out. Leanne, you want to sit down with us? Oh, come on in. Come on in. Talk to us. Okay. Okay. All right. Here, sit down. Take Steve's seat, man. I did not. So tell us what Steve's going to the bathroom. Tell us what's going on. The podcast already started. It did? Yeah. So you're building out the studio? Yes. How's it look? We are building out the studio. Whoa. I like that for two bears. Yeah, I think we had to figure out the background, which is not a problem. No, I like that. A lot more spatial. And what do you think? Square around. I, I don't like know. Round. I like round. The I mean, round squares. looks nice. Yeah. The square is counter height. So. So for those for those of you wondering, I'm looking at my camera, Halston. We are doing uh, because because our schedules are so fucked. We are doing an East Coast or a West Coast Two Bears studio so that Tom can come out here when he's on the road and kind of even it up. And we are building it out. And it looks fucking awesome. We're trying. It looks awesome. What are you doing? She's hiding from the camera. No, 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 no. All right. So there's a square with the That's higher great. chairs. Yeah. Round with the shorter chairs. It looks great. Um, the other set. Looks a little busy. Okay. Well, this, okay. All right. Well, All right. I did take I did right. take single shots close up with Ruth and sitting right yeah, against me, so you can see that too. All right, Steve, sit down. What's nice up? Nice to see you. Happy New Year. Nice to see the girls. Okay. Pete, I have a I have a delivery coming. This is the craziest fucking day. 
Why? My day starts today and it doesn't end until April 18th. Excuse me? My day starts today. Are we going it, right now? Yeah, we're going right now. Okay. And it doesn't end until April 18th. So you you literally are jam solid till April 18th. I had a panic attack this morning. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is every conversation with Bert. It starts off with you setting something, and then you absolutely just take a hard left on me. So, okay, what well, do you have a panic attack because of the April eighteenth? Yeah. Because the so so today, you're announcing. I'm announcing that my movie will be in theaters. Here we go. Memorial Day weekend. Congrats. Thank you, buddy. We have to drink now. <laughs> let's just, let's have a little. Oh, you yeah. know what we can have. You know, we, we can have JMO, right? We got JMO, but he's barely got any we JMO. We got to. We got it. Yeah. Dude, congratulations. Should Thank I you. Shot glass? Yeah, sure. All right, there we go. Um, I didn't mean to put my finger in the. No, it's okay. I, I was, when I was a server, I used to do this. <laughs> and people would be like, uh, excuse me? These are from the Breckenridge Distillery. Oh, nice. <laughs> Take it to the top. What are we driving kids to school this morning? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I got the Uber today. Can I, I, like, well, I can I tell you what I love about. about this is that what? technically yeah technically there's supposed to be rules in the world yeah we signed up for a job <laughs> that no has rules. no fucking rules dude congratulations on the movie thank memorial you. day weekend thank you the memorial machine. day weekend in theaters only uh yeah the war is over you ended the war <laughs> cheers cheers <laughs> cheers guys Always perfect. My daughters have started drinking my vodka and they're watering it down. How old are they? Is the 18 old? and 17, 16, 18. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. But no, yeah, well, I think it did because <laughs> I, I went into a bottle the other day and I was like, I'm not catching a buzz at all. And then I was like, oh, these motherfuckers. I go, drink the shit. Drink the bullshit people send me. Don't give, t- give, take the well shit. Yeah. Dude, they were going into, they were, they're going into tequila shots and they're drinking Los Dragones. Excuse I go, me? I don't even, I've never even heard of that. It's 200 bottles, $200 a bottle. Like yeah. Is that the one that comes in the white bottle with yeah. the blue? No, 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 no. This is a blue, it comes in a blue box. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I, and I, it's a sipping, it's it's a sipping tequila. Well, and my fucking not daughter's. Not a teenager. Yeah. And I was like, well, you guys aren't fucking sipping it. You're shooting it and going, ugh. <laughs> I go drink the fucking shit stuff. And then when they go into my weed, mm-hmm. they get. These motherfuckers. You're the greatest dad for like a teenager. I mean, you're. Steve, I need to do. They went in. So this is. Pain meds this too is, in there. I'm gonna put it up to this. Let me see. Uh, those are mushrooms. Those are mushrooms. So, okay. So I want to show you. Hold on. Oh, so you're like the John Wick of vices. You have the booze. You got what? This is from El Blunto. Okay. Now, Snoop Dogg taught me how to smoke a blunt, and he was he was like. Enjoy it. You don't rush yourself through it. Yeah. Take your time. Enjoy it. You yeah. paid the money for it. Don't. You're not broke. You don't need to hit it every. F- and puff it. Enjoy it. Let it fill the room. Okay. Let the conversation start. Pass it to a friend. Yeah. So, Snoop's blunts are a little aggressive. So Mike, I the things that happen when you move up a few tax brackets, Burke. <laughs> so so Snoop and I. Well, no, we were working on a TV show together. Yeah. Okay. And so. So what, what so what are these then? These are Those El Bluntos. Now, so I go out, El Blunto is like the best blunt you can get. The best blunt you can get. So I hit them up and I was like, they hit me up and they're like, hey man, we know you like blunts. If you want us to, we can send over a humidor mm-hmm. with some blunts in it. I was like, okay. that was awesome. Now, these So are, what does this run you? 
This, they gave it to I don't, me. I don't. They gave it to but, me. But to the average, oh, I think these are probably seventy five dollars a blunt. Okay. What does an average tip. blunt cost? I don't. I don't smoke, so I don't know. I don't. Uh, probably a lot because this is a gram of weed in it. So okay. it's a lot of weed. It's like as much as me and you would buy for a weekend. They put it in one joint. Okay. Like me and you would never get through this. Well, you. Me, yeah, me. I would never <laughs> I get through this. Do it. Yeah, but but they. It's also rolled in keef, so it's rolled in like a resin. It's mm-hmm. the highest end joint. This joint probably by itself. See what an El Blunto. Let me see what this says. See what an El Blunto joint costs. This is the Josh D O G highest purity potency. So this is the this is the 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 most expensive one. Yeah, I hear. Smell it. This, okay. smell, this, this I mean, is not going to mean anything to me, but I'll. Oh, it smells fucking awesome. It smells great, right? Smells like Jessime Peluso's car. <laughs> it does. Here's the beauty: is it's got a glass tip, so you can smoke it like a cigar. You really, it draws nice. It's really okay. so. This is seventy two dollars. Okay, so this thing, so they're rolled in keef. They're fucking high potency. Okay, I come in one day and there's one missing. Yeah, I know. I don't touch these. I'm terrified of them. <laughs> oh really my so daughter and her friends went in grabbed one thinking dad won't notice it's a fucking pack of five <laughs> it's a pack of fucking five they grab an el blunto rolled in keef and they must have spent the night holding on to the bed going what the fuck did we smoke don't worry he's gone to april 18th he's not gonna know no one touches any of my weed anymore oh my god <laughs> the weed's fucking safe that's like I the lesson mushrooms right here is everything okay at home you know steve <laughs> what is going I on i just have a lot of shit like i get i like you know what it is i accumulate it and then it just adds up and yeah. i just i end up going like so these are just cigars these are just cigars okay and i'm i assume these are pretty great no these aren't so these you're a tampa are, guy tampa guy i have great i have a great cigar burn steakhouse what is it not one of the it's not just a meal it's an experience it's the best they took me into the wine cellar Oh my god! It, I, I, it, it made me want to like learn more and just you know it's one of those experiences where you just dude it's so, unbelievable it's so enjoyable. First of all, the dessert room when we were kids we would just go to the dessert room like it, it was too it was too rich for our blood like so we the people that, that that don't know it's it's you're from it is, there so. it is it is there, there's so much rich history with Burns from mm-hmm. from me my friends. And and just our parents, like, growing up, I, I saw Garo Upremian. Do you remember Garo Upremian? No. He was the kicker for the Bucks, but he was also the kicker for the Dolphins, <laughs> who in the 72 Super Bowl uh, fumbled and tried to throw the ball, and he couldn't throw a ball because he was a soccer player. You, you'll oh, know the really? play. Throw, put in Garo Upremian. Uh, Garo Upremian. Oh, so there's the basement, though. Yeah, yeah. This place is so rich in Tampa history that I, as a kid, if there was a special event, we would go to dinner. We weren't allowed to order. Like my dad would get a steak. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was expensive. I wonder what it would cost. I wonder what it costed now. Because I go back then, it was nice, and you would you would fall asleep in the dessert room. Your parents it would be an evening for your parents. But sure. the dessert room was the fucking. They take you upstairs. Because the dessert room is, is it's like almost like a separate. First off, there's like eight different rooms. They're all kind of yeah. themed. Yeah. And, and you go in, and you just know you're in for the you the waiters train. I heard for two years mm-hmm. until they're actually able to become a server. And you go into these different things. Watch him spell Garo Yepremian. <laughs> Garo, it's Garo. Pre- G-E-R- he's Greek, so it's G E R O, I'm guessing. Garo, 
G-A-R-O. Upremio. Upremio. E-U. Y-U. Y-U. That was wrong. All right. I, I'll take a shot for that. Where's your yeah. glass? Yeah, it's right here. Garo <laughs> Yepremian. Can, can I tell you why I'm so... Garo Yepremian. After we talk about it, I got to ask you something. Oh, shit. Hold on. If you just go to Garo Yepremian, su- epic Super Bowl fail. That's it. You, you've seen this play. You've seen this play, Steve. Okay. You've seen this play. Growing up. And then he grabs it. And then he takes it. And he goes to throw it. And he goes, no. <laughs> so because he's a he's like a he's like a frenchman or something he didn't know he never learned how to throw a football watch him try to throw a football you take you take this is not my ball it's a your ball now i got great hair the um no, so well, I saw Gary Pryor at Burns when I was a kid. And this is like this was, this was celebrity. I gotta be dead honest with you. I think if if I was from the outside looking in as a comic, mm-hmm. I would I would look a little bit at me and kind of like roll my eyes and be like, ugh, he's a little bit of a whore. You know, because I, I do enjoy the trappings of the business. I enjoy the I enjoy being recognized. Day, what you talking about present right now, not, right now, not, right okay, now, okay, okay, right now. I like you if you're like a, a yeah. maybe not a young comic, but if you're our age, mm-hmm. I would definitely look at me and be like, okay. Let's pump the brakes every now and then, big guy. Because I like the, I like the fucking, I like getting recognized in an airport. I like taking pictures with people. I like going out to the bars and hanging out with fans. I don't have a. I've never I don't had a think you like that. fame as much as you enjoy. I think you just enjoy humanity. I I, 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 I will say that humanity supersedes fame for you. Fame is just an introduction to the enjoyment of humanity. In all my years of knowing you. I just think you're you're just somebody that enjoys the experience of everyday life. I I, I don't mean to sound it's, saccharine or anything, but no. I really mean that. I, I I remember I have things I remember in life that mm-hmm. were special to me. One was Gary Upremian. Yeah, we were at Burns Steakhouse. And my dad goes, "Buddy, Gary Upremian." So he was our kicker. He was the kicker <laughs> for the Bucks at the time. Yeah, he's like Gary Upremian's over there, and I was like, in a soft up. whisper, right? I was I was first grade. I yeah. think I was maybe I was first grade, and. At the time at gas stations, they mm-hmm. sold uh, Bucks posters. There were posters of uh, of of Wood was one of the guys named not same Wood, but right. uh, a Batman. Uh, Doug Doug uh, fucking guy came my favorite base my favorite football player ever. Uh, Doug Flutie? No, no, no. Doug. That's why I'm getting stuck. Uh, oh. uh, Black Doug Williams. Doug Williams, my favorite okay. base football player ever in history of ever football. Okay. And they didn't have one for Gary Upremian, but they had a Bucks pennant. There was a gas station directly across the street from Burns. My dad went over, got a, a, pre- oh, a what you call it, a pennant, yeah. and we walked over to Gary Upremian with the pennant. And my dad was like, "Would you mind signing this?" And Gary Upremian was like, "No problem." <laughs> and he was like, yeah. "Hey, big guy," and he was like, "So generous." I was my first celebrity I ever met, and I remember right. thinking, I remember thinking. He has millions of dollars. <laughs> he doesn't need to spend time on a kid like me, but he did. And it left yeah. such an impression on me that that it's funny. That that was my litmus for fame was Gary Upremian. Well, I think I, I think what's interesting is that you're on the precipice of like a, an important moment because you're here we are talking about your film, right? And I think that I think as I've gone on in this industry, right? Like you you're you're only capable of like your nucleus, right? Your mm-hmm. nucleus is like your outreach. So like your comedy is your outreach. Then the podcast is an outreach. Then the umbrella of like Rogan becomes another sense of outreach. Yeah. And so you're just looking for these conduits in to invite people in to appreciate. And then when you have a film coming out, 
that's getting a wide release, by the way. It's not gone on VOD. It's not going directly to a streamer. So obviously the studio believes in it. They believe that this is going to be fucking great. So the fact that it's coming out in this form and fashion when not many films are coming out. By the way, not many comedies are coming out. Yeah. And so that is like another... Do you understand? Like, it's just like it's getting bigger and bigger for well, you. So I think that that's another reason to toast. So cheers. Cheers, brother. We might <laughs> Dude, need another bottle point, of Jameson. Man. Here we go. What's interesting to me is I look what you did with your last special, which you entirely self-produced. Did you direct it yourself, too? No, Joe Gatto directed it because he comes out of Jokers. He wants to direct. Yeah. And I knew it wasn't just... I think it's so funny when comics like, oh, I directed a special. Or I got so-and-so. It's like... It's five cameras on sticks. It's like you just press record. Who gives a shit? But Shane, this, Shane, I'm directing Shane Gillett, Shane Torres's special. Yeah, and but you I know go, what I mean, though, yeah, right? No, it's I, not. I, well, I said to him, he, I go, I can do it, but like, you want to get like someone else that's really good, knows how to direct, and he was like, you're just putting the camera on me, right? And I was, <laughs> like, I was yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. The only the thing, the the hardest part of a special, in my opinion, yeah. is the edit. The edit is difficult. Yeah, the edit. I, I think there's even a lot of editors that don't know. Yeah, the edit of it, and and even in, in the special. The, so we could talk about it. But I love. A, I love. We watched it on the bus. I love it. Thank I love you. It. By the way, I love it. I, I gotta, and I'm not even saying loved it. Yeah, it's a special you could watch over and over again. And because because it's I admit, and I don't know if you thought of this. I mean, I've watched a couple. I watched Chappelle's specials a couple times. Sure. Um, uh, I can't sit through sugar is, but like uh, the. <laughs> And so, no, but uh, but like it, it has a feel of going like, oh, I can watch that again. It's, it's coming on again tonight, you know, like because like you did it as a, a late night talk show. Yeah. So I just thought it's too. The reason I came up with it, it's called the Last Late Night. It's streaming on Amazon Prime. It's so it's it's an homage to the late night talk show. It's called the Last Late Night for a reason because I feel like it's a dying art form. It's a dying form of entertainment. The variety show went went away. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like the late night talk show is slowly dying in front of our eyes. And and it was a, a launching pad for so many young comics like ourselves when we started. And so as I started kind of like researching it and thinking about it, I thought, well, a, a talk show really is three styles of writing. It's quick one-liners. It's storytelling, which you're incredible at. And then it's traditional stand-up done at the, at the end. So I thought, boy, that's... 20, 20, 20, one hour, do it on the set of a talk show. And uh, I, I went down a rabbit hole and researched Carson and Bob Hope and Dangerfield and Dean Martin. And I was picking up the ticks so much, I started kind of doing the things. And I'm like, <laughs> you got to stop and just be yourself, you know? But it was a great exercise in understanding the gears of comedy because I think people think, you're stand-up, just roast them. Just yeah. fucking do crowd. It's oh, like, I cannot roast. They're all so specific muscles. So one-liners are a totally different muscle. I'm not, I don't do one-liners. So yeah. I reached out to Argus Hamilton and it took five years for me to develop it and work on it and, and, and get it to be the best version of it. But Argus helped me with the one-liners and just all the different, even storytelling. I'm not great at storytelling. I'm, I'm oh. good, but, but I mean, that's your bread and butter is storytelling, uh, whether it's on stage or off stage yeah but my story just... my story i mean I, I will i'll just take the compliment i was about to shit on myself because i did a, i got fucking ripped at the store last night and did a very long form story that i was like this is not paying off <laughs> <laughs> but was it the first first time I, first time i told they, it yeah and that's it yeah. what is but it's it, what what's happened what happens this is a, a thing that i think i noticed last night yeah people know you're a storyteller so they trust you right and then you, you can abuse that trust <laughs> 
you're going to abuse all, that but trust. But it's, it's the first time. What do you what yeah. do you expect? It's it's yeah. It's a good story. I just don't know if I mean it's a good story. I, it's funny. I told it last night in the, in the car ride home. I was like, uh, I had smoked a joint with J, Big J that had Keef on it. I had never smoked Keef. Okay, it's, it's what's those are rolled in sometimes. Sure, and it's very powerful. And I had one Aperol spritz, okay. and then I smoked this joint, and then I was like. Like, wow, I'm feeling weird, Jay. And he was like, Oh, these are the best ones ever. A lot of people won't smoke them. And I went, What? Yeah. He's like, Yeah, they're, oh, there's, tell them, Gino. And then Gino's like, Yeah, the industry's out on these. There's, they, because they, they dip them and they put these additives. And it's, and I'm like, Hey, guys. Oh, so they were laced. Yeah. Like they're, it, well, they're, yeah, technically, but I had a really fun, giggly set. And then I got to this story <laughs> and realized this is going nowhere. This is going, ab- I was like, I need to find an end to this <laughs> quick. <laughs> I and there's the no term. there's no aborting a story you're like and then, uh, no when you're yeah, yeah yeah but i love the term of fun giggly set that, yeah. that just makes me so happy that oh i laughed harder than they did and i got confused a couple times it was a fucking interesting night yeah it was an interesting night but um but but i loved what you did with that and i think and you you're one of the i would say you might be the only one in our business who has touched all genres of what you can do hosting yeah. uh hosting what's oh ooh, hosting um t- t- uh, talk show the uh, uh stand-up shows movies and sitcoms you've done them all and you've done them all your own way like you've always been like i'll do a sitcom now here's sullivan son i wrote it i'm gonna make it let's do it you you try to but then it but that's also like the other swing of the of the pendulum, right, is that you do these things, but I, I, I've always been screaming underwater for years. So the reason I came up with the concept for the late night talk show is that I had my own sitcom, right? Second mm-hmm. Asian American sitcom after Margaret Cho and, uh, you know, doing our specials and prior to Was like Margaret Cho's when they were forcing Asian people to do Asian accents. They're forcing them. I don't know. They were forcing them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Fucking Pat Morita, that poor fucking guy. You ever think about Pat Morita? He was on the ride kid. He's like, hey, everyone, how you doing? They're like, hey. Well, he was, you know, he had done, he was a popular stand up back in the day before Happy Days. He did stand up? He did stand up. And Johnny Yoon was like the first Korean to do The Tonight Show. He was in a film that was like on HBO when we were kids called They Call Me Bruce. Lee, or they call me Bruce. They call me Bruce. I yeah, saw, I saw they call me Bruce. So Johnny Yoon was a stand-up comedian uh, at a at a Seoul South at South Korea. Wait, how did I see they call me Bruce? What's they call me Bruce? They call me Bruce was like a shitty film that was, you know, like back then it was it was great. But there there we go. That I was on. It was rerun on HBO all the time. And he was an Asian that was just trying to live in L.A. That um <laughs> that everybody thought he knew martial arts. <laughs> So I mean, it was for the time it was and I thought it was hilarious and it was it was on HBO all the they time. Call me Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> he but he was a store guy. No way. Yeah. So I he was he, he had done Carson back in the day. Shut the fuck up. So how many shows did you shoot for the for your special? I did it twice. But but to my point, I I, I was I was ramping up to do, oh, the opening act. When the opening act came out and the amazing Jonathan Doc and Sullivan's Son, the third season, and I had like a, a fourth hour special, like all those tentpole things you work towards in your career, you're thinking, okay, I've always gotten on base. This will get me over the hump, right? 
Yeah. And reach out. Not one talk show would ever have me on. Uh, Sullivan's son, not one talk show would have me on. Same here. Never, never. And never. And I'm always shocked. I think because they've seen us make our own bones. I think there's a thing that happens. I'm not going to. I know that me and you could say four names at the same time, and they'd be all the same four names of people who have definitely not. I would argue there's going to sound cunty, but we've had two (laughs) shots. But like guys who just got not gifted a career, but like got like knighted oh where to begin uh, yeah where to begin and you go and then all of a sudden you're like i legit was doing stand-up i think 20 years before i got my first like sure legit like my netflix special sure like bill burr earned a career like he earned his like he busted his ass (laughs) for you guys too by the way yeah busted his ass in clubs Busted his ass on the road. Mm-hmm. Busted his ass with his podcast. Sure. Busted his ass. And I don't think anyone wanted wanted. I don't think anyone was rooting for him. He no. wasn't in those variety top 10 comics you gotta watch this year. Burr? Yeah. Fuck no. Never. And, and never. Burr's like a blunt force instrument that that only through his own gravity garnered acceptance among the industry. Yeah. He would be somebody like, oh, that's fucking atrocious. What did you hear what he's saying? Women attacked him on stage. I was at Dangerfields one night when a a woman like literally came up on stage and Burr was holding out the mic stand like a like the the crucifix going, really? lady, you can't do this because <laughs> he was piling in so hard on like it wasn't even misogynist, but she took it as misogyny. Yeah. And so I completely agree with you. There's people that are so outside the umbrella. And when I say umbrella, there was like the Chelsea umbrella, right? And then there's different umbrellas sometimes where where some tentpole will come in and bring people I got under. I got put under the Rogan umbrella. But you still, but here's the thing, you still have to earn it. Like yeah. you could, there's, for every guest like you that came on Rogan, there's 10 others that came on that never, that never clicked or never worked as hard or never like maximized the opportunity. But I would also, argue, I would argue that they just texted him too much. <laughs> i'm just letting them know that it wasn't yeah. anything different between me and you is that i never texted him like crazy like fucking wild There's, I, I remember i remember what very 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 early on in meeting rogan very yeah. early on uh red Band was like just so you know joe's better with texting than calling like just right. text him and i was like really he's like yeah it's better with texting and i was like cool so we're all sitting i was like hey man let me get your number and he was like yeah yeah sure he texted me and he's like he was like, yeah, just text me whenever. And I was like, definitely. I'm In my head, I'm like, I'm not good at this. I'll text him tomorrow morning. I'll be like, yeah. hey, thanks for the thing. It's kind of like swingers. And then, yeah. When then, do I hit him? Yeah. When do I hit her up? And then immediately he's like, motherfucker, this guy's texting me all day long. And I was like, never texting this guy. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I'll text a group, Jed. I'll text him privately if it's like something important. Right. But I just. But he is, he is, uh, Rogan is somebody I think that is. I, I think like people outside the world of stand don't realize how I it, literally it's, it's Johnny Carson. I mean, that's when, when, when the amazing Jonathan doc came out and I was, I was just Shane Godston into a situation that I did not want to be in because there was another competitor's thing. It was just, it was a fuck. It, it was one of the worst things that could ever yeah. perfect storm. Right. And this is before people are releasing things on YouTube. This is before people are, you know, just as people are going to streamers and stuff and, and I reached out to him and I said, do you think I could just put this on YouTube? And he walked me through the advantages of it as opposed to like some other things I was hearing from representation. And, and I put it up on YouTube because of, of him, because he took the time literally before 
he's he's doing an, a, a UFC broadcast, yeah. a pay-per-view. He took the time that day to, to talk to me for like 30 minutes. He I genuinely like, cares. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life will get you bogged down. You may feel overwhelmed like I deal every fucking morning when I wake up. Or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. I don't feel like that in the gym. I'll tell you why I don't feel like that in the gym. Because I do therapy first. Therapy is amazing. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of yourself as you're ever going to get. Because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. Leanne first got me into therapy. And uh, I poo-pooed it. I thought it was stupid. And then I started liking it. And then I started loving it. And then I started finding myself wanting for therapy every week, writing down notes on my phone to go, oh, when this, when I have therapy, I'm going to talk about this. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. I choose online therapy mostly because it's convenient, it's flexible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online, especially like BetterHelp. BetterHelp is convenient flexible, affordable, and entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash Bert today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Bert. Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your unique Sleep preferences. The Helix lineup includes 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall sleepers, and even mattresses made for kids. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Simple. You take the Helix sleep quiz, you find the perfect mattress in literally under two minutes, and your personalized mattress is shipped to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night risk-free trial. Try out your new Helix mattress. See if your body adjusts. And if you decide it's not the best fit, you are welcome to return it for a full refund. Everybody's unique, and everyone sleeps different. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from. Every design is set for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layered to provide optimal pressure to relieve you in your sleep if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support for stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features. If your wife's in menopause, she's going to love these. I took the Helix Sleep Quiz, took two minutes, got matched with a side sleeping mattress. My shoulder stopped hurting. My back stopped hurting. I stopped having sciatic problems i fucking love it it's my favorite sleep i've ever had let me tell you right now to set up my mattress took quicker than to take the sleep quiz oh my god it's helix texting me right now saying how did you sleep don't take my word for it helix has been awarded the number one mattress pick by gq and wired magazine it's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Bert with Helix. Better sleep starts right now. How long do you think representation will still be in this business? By the way, I haven't had it for 
three years. Really? I've, everything I've done, I've done on my own. And I, I think representation is reactive. I, I don't think they're proactive. I don't think that they ever generate. It's the easiest thing to do is to answer the phone. The hardest thing to do is to make the fucking phone calls. Yeah. And none of them fucking, I, I'd say 85% of them don't do it. I would say 85%. You look at Andy Schultz, right? He sure. is, he's got his own. I don't even know if he has an agent or look, a manager. Look at you, though. Look at all these guys. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to do good. Please finish. No, but like as I, everything's internal. He's got one guy that kind of uh, here. Do this one. Uh, this one right here is uh, Winston Churchill's favorite whiskey. Which what, what, really? This one is a rye. Right here? Yeah. Is there still stuff in it? Golden Wedding? Is it empty? Oh, no, that's it's empty. empty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's do this. How about Four Roses? Four Roses any good? Happy Valentine's Day. Um, so, but like, but you, I start looking at the business going, if I was a young kid, this year. oh yeah, if I was a young kid, I don't know, like, look at like the, are you garbage guys, right? Yep. You know those guys? Have you I know the of them. I have not done it. Why not? I know of them. Why not? Uh, I, I'm just kind of, I, I, I just Can I set kinda... it up right now? Can I set it up right now? Everybody sure, yeah. Everybody in New York next. It's such a great podcast. I'd love to. Yeah. It's so much fun. I've heard that they're great guys. They're yeah. great guys. It's so much fun. And they'd yeah. be great for promoting the movie. It's fuck. They're fucking. Or the, the special. The, the, um, you like how my brain's working on my career right now? April 18th. Yeah. <laughs> April 18th. No, April 18th. March tw- May 25th. May 25th. May 25th. May 25th. May 25th. May 25th. Yeah. I got it. I, I am bed. Let me text those guys. By the right way, while, while you're texting, I, that is May 25th. The machine comes out nationwide. Every Cineplex, and I know what you're going to do. This is not going to be just like you're going to a movie. It's like <laughs> it's going to be a fucking party. I oh, know yeah. that you're going to go to markets and make it a fucking. Party. We're already trying to plan because it's Memorial Day weekend. We're trying to plan something kind of large. Dude, we this have, is we so have, fucking great, man. Well, it's what's cool about this is that is that you get we're we're, we're, we're Sony and Legendary, and Sony yeah. has looked at me and my career and said, "What well, what we need to do is." How do you do it for your fans? Right, so you right. want your fans to show up. So then in a weird way, you're in this situation where you're like, well, I had this idea. And they're like, let's do it. Yeah. And you're like, well, what if we did this? And they're like, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, I literally was like, I'll go to Russia and break out Brittany Griner. And the guy's like, I got a private jet into Russia. And I was like, let's <laughs> fucking do it. Like, so, like, uh, here, cheers, brother. Cheers. But May 25th. May 25th. Fuck a machine. Yeah. Memorial Day weekend. So... You want a hash brown or a bagel? No. I got these just in case. By the way, you want a? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll Kevin. While you're talking because I'm on an empty tum-tum. So. Steve. Byrne. Oh, come on. Oh, Kevin, Natasha, Steve Byrne. He's got a special that's streaming right now on Amazon, and he'll be in New York soon to promote it. And I was telling him he has to do your podcast, period. Just trying to link you guys up. Um, those guys are awesome. They're the sweetest fucking guys. I took them on the road with me at the beginning of sober October. And By I was wait, like, you brought a band out with you that I discovered. I was like, this man is so fucking great. It's a mariachi band that does covers. Oh, uh, metal. You brought them out for Cinco de Mayo. Of course you did, because I was reading up on them. And I was like, these guys are fucking great. Yeah. How great would it be to incorporate? Of course. And you did it. <laughs> you did it like Red Rocks or something. You brought them out. Yeah. No, I brought them to the Greek. For Cinco de Mayo. I, oh, yeah. you know, I, I think I started thinking I stole the concept of being different, mm-hmm. the, of, of being your own entity from Doug Benson. Right. Doug Benson's Doug Loves Movies would happen at 420 on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I, wa- I walked in one time and I went, the club's sold out. 
He has no competition. The, the the staff is through the roof. They now have three shows on a Sunday. They don't give skip, a fuck. Skip workday. Yeah, and I, I came up with the call and sick to work show. Fucking and it was and it was great based off of watching Doug operate and going, what would be my thing? And I go, I want, I want, and I I had been with Elliot in the morning, and I was like, I wish I could do a show right now. And I said that out loud. Yeah. And he was like, oh, that would be cool if they opened the club at like 10 a.m. And I was like, that would be cool. And then I was like, wait, <laughs> why not? Yeah, right? why not? Let me like they do Doug at 420. Let me see if they'll do 4, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. But from you, I, I remember the vibe that and it, and, it, and it leans into what you did in your special. Right. Is that. The standard isn't enough. They paid money to come see you. Right. Take it to the next level. Either dress up, either uh, either make sure you're I mean, you've always you've always done an amazing act top to bottom. But you were the one when we were doing Jameson. You're like, we're here. We're together. Let's do something at the end. Razzle dazzle was the way I looked at it. Yeah, like let's bring it up. Yeah, and and you would we would do that that thing. I Jameson at the end. You ended up doing it in your special. Yeah, and I and but I remember thinking when I started doing the first time I did Red Rocks, I said to Leanne, "So am I just doing stand up here?" That was when I thought to myself, "Am I just doing stand up?" She was like, "Yeah." I was like, "But it seems like I should be doing more than just stand up." And she was like, "That's all you do." And so I was like, I was like, okay. So I had a cast on at the time. I said, yeah. let's cover it in lights. Mm-hmm. Let's cover it in LEDs and have it hooked to a panel, and then they can change the colors. So I could, I could randomly in the middle of the go hit hit them with the American flag, and it would just go, it would go fire up my arm and then run down the American colors. It was really cool. And so, and so we started doing, we started doing pre-show stuff to like right. step it up. But it, but it, it, it honestly, had I not ever worked with you, I don't think I would have seen it. Because so many comics are stuck in the norm. And this business, meaning us, sure, they hate people who try. Uh, believe me, I, I, I agree with you 100%. And it's so funny you're, you're saying these things because I was thinking about, you know, our shows as I'm getting in the car, coming over here, and I'm like, there's, there's people that sit in the pocket, right? There's, there's great comics. Great, there's great comics. comics. Dan Natterman is one of the best comics. Dan Natterman is my favorite comic Fantastic. to watch. Fantastic top to bottom. It, it, no, granted, if Dan Natterman ripped his shirt off, it would be a different show. But <laughs> but Dan Natterman's like the best fuck. I think he's so fucking talented. He's hilarious. Uh, we could go down Russ the line. Russ you can, we can. I could go down the line of fucking Fantastic comics that are, if you go pound for pound. Yeah. Or better yet, if you went up to a tell and you're like, who's a better comic? Russ Neve or Dipper Chrysler? You go, Russ Neve. Next. <laughs> who's a better comic? But he would just would because you know, you know. Right. Maneev's got the notebook. Maneev, by the way, still looks fantastic. I ran into him recently. Oh, God damn. But best teeth. But fantastic. he's got great teeth. You know he eats chicken jaw. bones? Sorry? He eats chicken bones? He eats chicken bones? Russ Maneev eats chicken bones. He's like, that's good for your digestive system. I go, like, I don't think that's how it works, Russ. <laughs> no, dude, that, can't be, that can't be I right. I swear to God. My favorite Russ Maneev story, there he is, is he it's was fucking gorgeous. He told me this, by the way. He was on a first date with a girl and. And they met at the club and uh, they're at dinner and she go and he goes, so um, you bend this cellar. Like, who do you like? She's like, well, my favorite comedian is Steve Byrne. He goes, have a good evening. And he got to walk out. <laughs> <laughs> and to this day, every time I see him, I think of that story. It's so goddamn funny. But to your point, Bert, <laughs> I agree with you. I think there's great. I think there's great comics. And I think a great comic is great for 15 minutes. I think. If you want to see a show, you go see someone like you. You go see someone like me. There's people that shift gears quickly that have worked on different assets or muscles that want to give you a show. I uh, 
I, 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 this is just coming through osmosis, but I just got offered a residency in Vegas at Jimmy Kimmel. So I'm doing it every other Thursday. Oh, take it. Oh my God. I'm taking it. That's so fucking But I'm workshopping a show there for the next six months. Oh my God. And I was thinking, if I go to Vegas, I'm not just going to fucking be a stand up, right? I'm not going to go and sit in the pocket and just put a mic in the fucking thing and be a comic. I'm going to fucking blow it out. What can I do? What can I do? And I just thought, what's the biggest party night in Vegas? New Year's Eve. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is every single show, it's New Year's Eve. <laughs> That's fucking So it's brilliant. going to be called New Year's Steve. And I'm going to workshop it for the next six months. And I'll come out. I'll do some topical one-liners. I'll do some crowd work. I'll incorporate some bits I learned from Beecher's Madhouse back in the day. Beecher's Madhouse. I never did Beecher's Madhouse, but I remember going there to watch it. And Shit it was show. fucking Crazy. chaos. Fucking chaos. Apple Store, get ready. Your delivery, someone must be present. Pete! <laughs> Delivery's coming up. Here, I'll give you my phone. Do you guys want any bagels? I got these for the crew, so. Do we edit this stuff? I'm in the middle of a podcast. No, keep it in. Uh, I'm in the middle of a podcast. I'll call you guys when I get done. Okay. Here, my phone, in case they're coming out to the front gate. You know why? Grab one afterwards. Thanks very much. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, well, you know what's so funny? It's all you guys. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of a lot of things. Meaning, like, but in good jealous, like not bad jealous. Mm-hmm. But I'm jealous of like guys like you, Ari, Sebastian, Brett, guys who number one got into comedy because they believed in themselves, not because someone told them to believe. Like Rolling Stone magazine told me. You should believe in yourself. Ultimately, that article came out and it gave me the confidence to get into stand-up. So I had this blind confidence of like, I, this is what I'll be doing. Mm-hmm. And so that is how I got into the business. I'm always jealous when I see you guys who went, I want to try comedy. Like, I mean, obviously, at one point I said, I would like to try comedy. Right. But it was kind of thrust on me. So I was like, well, this is what I should try. And I, I never, like, when I look at Segura, I go, I really think, I go, who told you you were funny? <laughs> like... But like, but like, I I spent right. a lot of time with him. I, I spent a lot of time with him, and I know he's not mean, very though. funny. Like when you hang out with him, he, I find him funny. But I can't. And I've said this so many times, and no one ever understands this. I find him funny, right? But I don't know why other people find him funny. Like I sure. don't know why Daniel Ricardo finds him funny. Like right. I don't think Daniel Ricardo does. I think Daniel Ricardo finds Tom fan. Like I go, I go, I don't understand. And then also I go to Tom. You, by the way, he was gorgeous when he started stand up. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, I go. So, what was the thing <laughs> that got you to do stand up? Like, I right. understand Ari, fucking kicked out of his Jewish community, lost, figuring out life, like just a fucking wanderer. Yeah. But when I see like you or Brett, and I go, I never that I didn't have that experience of like I'm gonna try this because I want to do it. I had this Rolling Stone thing behind me. I'm also jealous because you guys got a, you guys got a master class in comedy that will never be offered again. It was like. It was what do you like, mean by that? You guys all started the store. And you guys all had this experience at the store when it was absolute chaos. Any, any, there were no gloves. Anything happened. No, but we had a master class in New York City, you and I. Well, yeah, because but then I you was... came right out here and were with this whole group of guys that dubbed. Let's talk about Dub Davidoff for a second. Dub Davidoff. Dub Davidoff is the most influential comic of our generation. Okay, hold on. Just stop for one second. I'm, I'm gonna, I can go okay, on I, I want to. I, I can't. I, 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 I've heard your hypotheses. <laughs> I can't wait for you to back this up. First off, on record, where's the camera? 
I fucking love David Off. Okay, yeah. I love David Off. Uh, um, not only as a comic, as a hang, as ha the to best. a degree, the, well, to a degree, he can be a bit much. Because if there's not a if there's not a ten in sight, he's fucking out. Okay, but um, I don't know about influential amongst us. So please, I'll tell, I'll tell you why. So if we talk about Hold okay, on, I gotta get where, where's get the, another shot because this is gonna get this is gonna get yeah this is gonna get this is gonna get juicy. Can't wait to fucking hear this. This is if you're a this comedy fucking, fan right now, you're gonna go. Holy fucking shit. And I'm now. not negating Dove. I think Dove is one of the most talented comics working, but I also think Dove didn't pursue stand-up as passionately as you and I did because no, not at all. he had properties. He invested in properties. Uh, and, and was acting with Mark Wahlberg. He was, the, yeah, he was, a, in, he was he's in Invincible. He's one of the most fucking outlier outliers there are. Great actor. Great actor. Great hang. Bizarre as fuck. Grew up with... David Lee Roth as his as his steward, I think. Like David Lee Roth watched him grow up and like took him to school. Like the fucking weirdest world you could and still has a full head of hair. And handsome. And and handsome. By the way, last time fuck. I saw Bobby Kelly, do you know what he did? What? I go to the cellar Lost and weight? I see Robert Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I see Bobby Kelly goes, Hey, take off your fucking hat. So take my hat off. And I go like this. He goes, ah, you still got your hair. Fuck you. And he got up and walked away. <laughs> That's Bobby Kelly. He's pissed off at me because I have my hair. You know, Bobby, so, Bob, oh, I don't, I'm not even getting into this. Dub David has a great head of hair. So great here's my theory, okay? All right. We should do a shot before I start this conversation because this conversation is going to get slippery. <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to get a phone call from someone. I'm going to get a phone call from someone. All right, someone. yeah. Okay. By the way, I, I, I'm going to say this before we do the shot. The greatest in all my years of stand-up comedy, the greatest pull sexually I've ever seen, Dub Davidoff. Uh, I'm dating a Ford model. Ford model meant something back in the day in New York City. Okay, it did. It did. I don't know if it still does, but this and we're not talking about the down. car, everyone. No, no, <laughs> this is not a Fiesta, okay, or a Focus. This is like the, this girl Mary comes down. She's gorgeous, and she brings her friend, and her friend's beautiful, and she's they're both Ford models. I sit them down. They're at the cellar. Okay, they're gonna come see my set. Before my set, I go, hey, this is Dove, guys. Dove, come on over, have a seat. I go, guys, let me get you a round of drinks. I get them. I go, okay, I get the order. I go to the bar. I come back. Dove is gone with the girl. They're gone. I'm sitting there with Mary. And uh, 30 minutes goes by. Where is she? She comes back 45 minutes later. Her hair is fucked up. She's got no makeup on. <laughs> I called Dove. I go, what the fuck happened? He's like, Stevie, you know, I we went down Manila Lane. <laughs> I go, what? You know Manila Lane? Yes, yes. It's so dark, and it's that's so where dark, yeah. And I'm just I banged her in the fucking alley. <laughs> I, By the I, way, I, this is ten seconds. Ten seconds. I was gone, Bert. I would say I went. I went to Amsterdam with Doug. He was engaged at the time, mm -hmm. and he broke off the engagement because she took a shit in the hotel room. <laughs> He goes, he, in, in that dove way, he goes, can you believe that? I mean, uh, you know, hey, I'm, in the, I'm on the bed. I'm on the bed. She's in the bathroom. There's a lobby. Push. Yeah, what the fuck? Come on. And he looks at me dead serious. He goes, is this going to happen? And I went, dove, we shit in front of each other. And he goes, I'm out. And in the car ride to the venue yeah. was laying the groundwork to break up with her by the time we got on the plane the engagement was over no and she was 
gorgeous. The most beautiful woman I've ever seen yeah. in my life. I'm talking, I think, blonde, perfect body mm -hmm. and very intelligent. Like not a moron. Like well, Dove's not a moron. Dove, yeah, Dove is smart as fuck. One of the smartest. She, right. By the way, Dove and Callan could be the two smartest comedians I've ever come across in my life. They could talk about Callan. Anything. Callan. Callan's so smart that I remember I was supposed to do Rogan one more one day, and I was like, I was like, I haven't listened to Rogan in a while. I'm gonna listen to an episode. I listened to Callan, and Callan yeah. was talking about domain over horses or something, and like, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, I don't have anything like this to talk about on Joe's podcast. Like, I don't know about animals and well, he, fucking, he was talking about with Iron Age and like in the Iron Age, like slavery and all this shit. I'm just like, I'm like, and then and then I was like, this has got to be this one episode. And then I click, and then it's yeah. it's Brian Callen going AIDS isn't real, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? I was like, it's all the shit Joe likes. It's like going to someone's house yeah. who likes to play with with fucking play doh, and I bring Legos, and I'm like, I can only do these. I can punch Play-Doh. Well, I think what we could say is that I think you and I both ended up winning the lottery. Not only, like you could say professionally, right? Obviously, yeah. you do great. We're both doing what we love. But but personally, absolutely, we both got great gals. So we cheers fit, to the we ladies. Fit, we fit into what we like. Yes. Like, we got really lucky. Very lucky. And I'll tell you, as they get older, if you stand over them and kiss them, and they look up, they look young again. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> this is a fucking cheat code I found the other day. Cheers. All right, you ready for my genius statement? Oh, Dub Davidoff? I can't wait to hear this. I don't know if you've ever heard of the rumor of people stealing people's essence. I have not, no. <laughs> I told you this is going to get slippery. Give me the visor and the fucking shield so I can be here, but not. So, so, so there is a, like when, like when you're really young, and I, it doesn't. I happen. see where this is going. When you're really young, you, now I you, you take I from you. people's energy. Like you're like, right. Like you, you. It's not your energy, but you take their, um, their style. Like uh, we all took a tell. There's a cadence. Me and we all took a tell. You don't know how. You, I didn't know how to write a joke, and so I wrote a joke, and it didn't work. And then in my head, I, I legit said, how would David Tell do it? And then and then I went, and a lot of people did that to Hedberg. Sure. And uh, I was going to say Hedberg, Regan, yeah, Regan. Regan with a three. I'll, I'll call out. I'm, I'm not high call, but, but, like, but like Bill Burr, who I love with all my heart, mm -hmm. was Brian Regan when he first started. And then I'm on the infomercial, and they have the pie, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> what are you going to do? He didn't curse. He didn't talk about women. You're talking about Billy Burr. Billy Burr. Early Billy yeah. Burr was Brian was a Brian so on the, on the yeah. on the on the lineups would say Billy Burr. But yeah. then Bill made a hard Bill pivot towards made a hard his turn. New York. Yeah. And when he, when he came back from L.A. 100%. Yeah. So, but that thing happens. What happened with Dove, Dove is such an outlier. Dove does not, I will say this, and I, I, this is a big, broad stroke. Mm-hmm. Dove is such an authentic artistic spirit. Yeah. He he walks. Dove doesn't take boxing classes because Rogan told him to take a boxing class. Right. Doug took boxing classes because there was a boxing gym by the thing and he saw a homeless guy shadow boxing and it looked cool. And he went, Hey man, and he talked to the homeless guy for an hour and then sure. got pushed into the gym. And then all of a sudden, 
Doug can legit Dove can legit box. Yeah. So like Dove is an authentic, not a good husband, but yeah, yeah, he can yeah, box. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the guy you want to take a shit in front of, but like, <laughs> but he is an authentic spirit. Yes. And and, yeah. and when Dove Dove came to the store with. By this, the way, just, just for the record, can you go back when you make one of those social media clips? Can you can you get all the times you called him Doug and not yeah, Dove? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you just okay. <laughs> I did, I realized I was doing that halfway through this. So. But Dove, Dove had this energy on stage yeah. that was authentic to Dove yeah. that I think permeated the store. And I think I watched people see Dove. Dove succeeded at such a high level. It was so hard to follow him when he would do the – he goes, I got my bike seat cut, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. Awesome. Bike seat. How bad – by the way, I'm doing a horrible Dove Davidoff. <laughs> And the jacket goes half on, half oh, yeah. off. Yeah. And he's walking on stage. It was so authentic to Dove that I would watch people at the store when I show up go, seems a little bit like Dove. And, oh, and so 100%. and so and so I think, I really honestly think Dove has baby doves all over the place that like <laughs> that like that like the way baby Atels. There's baby Atels. Me and Segura are two sure. of them. We are, yeah. but we know what, what happened is we grew out of it. You, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you grow yeah, out of yeah. it, you become yourself. And, it's a crutch. And, and, you... and sometimes, sometimes you'll get like a um a, there's I'm trying to think of there's there are a tell parallels, is because they start at the same time. They they're kind of, you know, like sure. But um, but I really honestly I remember going to the store one time going like I was watching this guy, and I was like, Oh, he's just doing dove. He's doing a version of dove. He doesn't do you want me, know to, do you want me to say the name on record? No, no. Because I could. Big J Okerson, right? Yeah. You could still watch Big J and go, ah, oh, I fucking hear a tell all over that. And I agree. We talked when about that yesterday. Started, we talked about that yesterday. He still, Jay is, Jay's without Jay. a doubt, one of the most genuine versions of a comedian. Jay is, by the way, Big J and Dan Soder, Dude. I think in terms of comedy duos right now working, the fucking funny, I, they had me on their show. I was an audience member in the fucking studio, not at the club, not at the cellar, not at the store. That, like that I was show, sitting there going, Jesus Christ. That show, the bonfire, mark my words, the bonfire is the best comedy duo duo, in my opinion, as an outsider watching in. I they'll never break agree. up. If they ever break up, if they ever break up, I'll go into Sirius XM naked and do that show <laughs> by myself. If they they'll never break up. I fucking love those guys. They're fucking incredible. It's Martin and Lewis. It's they're fucking brilliant. They're yeah. brilliant. They're there. They are. You go in sometimes and it's like watching, like ju- trying to jump into a double Dutch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. And yeah, you're yeah. just like, OK, how do I? I was like, I- I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this because it's so they're so fucking it's just a tennis match. Yeah. You're watching an incredible tennis match between two great comments. Yeah. Can I ask you something, though? Please. OK, hold on. I, I just this this like I'm so glad I'm here today. I'm so glad I'm, I'm here. So glad you're here on this day, May 25th. You have a feature film coming out. Like this is, I think comics of our generation were moved to Los Angeles. You know, you go to New York City, right? Sure. But but LA's like, that's Beverly Hills Cop, baby. We're, now this is like where the real dreams come true. Yeah. Like you're anointed a star, right? And now you actually have a feature film that's been sitting on the shelf. Again, to my point earlier, Hollywood is so scared to do comedy. They just don't do comedy anymore. Mm-hmm. And and now the precipice of summer, they're releasing your film. If you could go back 
to early bird Kreischer, who I know, yeah. who I know that moves here from New York, like uh, the comics over generation, you're moving here. We used to play home run derby back in the day. So we all kind of got here at the same time to know what you did then to be a father then you were a father. You were the first father comic friend of mine. That I, and to, to can I tell you also, you guys never made me feel like a loser dad. <laughs> I know, but I think I thought about that a lot. Yeah, like everyone was single. Everyone was like cool. You guys all like did like cool stuff. I never, I never. I remember you guys all went with Ari Manis, right? Is that the right thing? Oh, I know. You guys all went about, like yeah, with yeah. I think Neil Brennan, maybe Ari Manis. You guys all yeah. went out to like a the Lake Havasu, and I was like, that's cool. But you guys never made me feel like an old like a loser dad. I always felt like yeah. I was included on everything. And I was like, I was like, oh, cool. And I knew Ari from a, a long time ago. Yeah. And and I was like, I, I think about that a lot because then, then everyone became dads. And then when as everyone became dads, I didn't do the same thing. I made everyone feel like, oh, finally you're a dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you you came here and I think it, now that I think about everything, right? Now that I'm just giving me some macro perspective. Sorry. Yeah. I, I just... uh I think you're the first of our cloth. This is really true. I'm thinking about it in real time. Sorry. No, I like uh, but it. I, I think you're the first of our cloth that everybody's kind of taking stabs at this thing, right? Everybody's putting in their chips, going all in or whatever. I think you're the first that's going to actually be successful Whoa. in the realm of feature film. When you think of like yesteryear, you think Pryor's got like you know, Brewster's millions or whatever, yeah. or like there's, it just doesn't happen as much as it used to. And I think comedy has the, 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 the studios have been hesitant to go all in <laughs> yeah. on a comedian. Bill Burr should have had three films by now is my point. Yeah. Why hasn't he? Because they're fucking scared. And but the he's reason got a, he's, got a, I, he's got a new movie. He's got one coming out. He's got a new movie that, I haven't seen the trailer, but Rogan saw it, and Rogan called me after he saw it and was like, "Have you seen Burr's trailer?" He goes, "It's fucking amazing." Yeah, and I was like, "Nice." You know, I got a call from. But this, uh, this is my point. Yeah. Just real quick. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, real yeah, quick. Yeah. I think the studios. I think America, the country in general, has always looked to to comedy as an outlet, right? Mm -hmm. So you, over the last few years, you've had big tentpole comedies. We could all. Like generationally go, oh, fucking stripes, uh, oh. you know, hangover, et cetera, et cetera. But we don't have those the last 10 years. I think hangover, bridesmaids might be the last one. Yeah. Everybody saw that and everybody loved it. Yeah. But since then, yeah, you could say X, Y, Z, but not everybody can quote those lines, et cetera. It's hard. It's hard to quote those lines. Yeah. So what happened is Hollywood dipped away from it. And where did America, where did the country get its hankering where do they get their fucking tune up it's from you it's from burr it's from countless segura it's from there's like maybe six or seven comedians that you could say hey these are the guys that are and and you know a woman or two in there yeah. not as much as the guys even though they're there's all that creamy beset with that schumer yeah. for sure but i think that's where hot that's where america is getting their fix to just get yeah. away and hear things that are politically incorrect, to hear things that they they wouldn't hear at work, or you, you got to vent somehow. And so I think now that that's been staved off, I think people are waiting for the dam to break. And I would not doubt for a minute if that dam breaks from the very conduit that's been given to them by these last few years, comedy via the feature, 
which could be you and Burr. I would so love, I'm hoping to God would, it happens. I would love that. I would love that. You know, I got a call. Oh, to that. I got a call from. <laughs> please take me. So I didn't mean it. I didn't. No, mean no, to no. That's perfect. That was, that was perfect. my point because well, I no, think I felt the stress of that. Not not fully, not fully, mm-hmm. but I felt the stress of it when when I got when we got greenlit. Right. I didn't understand what that meant. I didn't know that greenlit meant you're oh you're they a lot of the money you're actually making the movie. Yeah. Up until the day that we like. My director came over to have a drink with me, mm-hmm. and he's like, "So we're making this movie." And I, everything, everything's such bullshit in Hollywood that I was like, "Okay, we'll see." Sure, we'll see. Yeah. And I was like, "No." He's like, "We're greenlit." And but your like, contract, you, you signed the ink dried. You're doing it now. I never, yeah. I never signed a contract. I don't even know if I signed a contract to this day. Believe me, Judy will make sure yeah, you're making yeah. the film. <laughs> so, but like, he came over and he brought a bottle of Blanton's, and uh, and I was like, I was like. I didn't even know that Blanton's was like a great whiskey. Mm-hmm. We drank, me and him drank a bottle of Blanton's out of my backyard. This is when they were redoing the house. Yeah. And I came, went into Leanne. I go, I think we're actually making this movie. And she goes, yeah, honey, you're, you're going to Serbia for three months. You need to be ready for this. And yeah. I was like, no, like, cause I'm always waiting for it to go away. Cause that's all the, sure. every time we had a development deal, anytime you had a pilot, anytime right. you had a fucking anything, a series order, even sure. It just all went away. That's the way Hollywood always worked. And I, the thing I knew I could count on was podcasting. Right. It put it got put in the trades. Like first person hit me up was Greg Fitzsimmons, and then I had a podcast with Tommy. This is during pandemic mm-hmm. at Two Bears, and he was super fucking serious. He was like, "You realize?" He's like, "I remember him said he goes, don't fuck this up.' Yeah. He's like, you got to be really serious about.' By the way, this. he's right. Yeah. He was like, don't. He's like, this is a big for all of us. He's like, if you can make a good comedy, mm-hmm. we all get to start making comedies. Like he goes, it's all. He got really kind of heavy handed on me, and I was like, for I go for real, and I'm and I'd I'd always asked him about certain stuff. Like uh, when first when I met Snoop, I was like, sure. I'm nervous about meeting Snoop. Like, what do I do? And he goes, don't don't ever think it. Just be you. Mm-hmm. Everything about you that we like, you'll do in front of Snoop, and he'll love you. And of course, I was fucking a jackass in front of Snoop. But Snoop liked it, right? And then we became friends. So I was like, and I was like, I was like, should I quit drinking? And he was like, No, be you, be you make yeah. this movie, have fun. But remember, this is really on you. And I got, I got really in my head about it. And I, I and I started like thinking, like, like getting super set and going, like, it sounds crazy, but like I never really advocated for myself in this business. Mm-hmm. I'd always just go like, oh, we'll do it the way they want to do it. And no, then, no, 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 not, not at this point. Yeah. And then we got in for the first day of shooting. And uh, my cousin Andrew, who you just met, who by the way, I'm, his name's Andrew Hobson. He's the smartest guy I've ever met in my entire fucking life, top to bottom. Came, in, we were sharing a room in a uh, house in Serbia, and he came in. And he was like, "I like this first scene," and I was like, "Really?" And he was like, "It's not hard enough." And random as fuck, I've been listening to Rogan that night, right. and he was talking to someone. And he's like, "He was like, no one makes like fucking hard R comedy." Sure. And I was like, "Yeah, that first scene needs to be harder." And he was like, "Let's rewrite it." Mm-hmm. so we rewrote it and then we gave it to peter peter saw it and was like i like it i go can we shoot it as, as an alternative and he was like i like it better than the first one let's just shoot that this i haven't even seen it i've just heard i've heard from our boy billingsley yeah and our pal vince vaughn that this thing is fucking great so i know it's gonna be fucking great so i hope so. I, I hope everyone enjoys it wait for this to come out cheers pal I, you get honestly so, thank you this is thank fucking you. awesome dude i hope it's i hope i hope people great. like it it's gonna be great yeah you saw the trailer Whew. i wish i could show you the trailer no that's the teaser uh, the trailer you saw the trailer right halston we saw that we had the trailer and it's it's so funny it's so funny 
is in the trailer. That's the teaser. We don't need to watch. Wait, that. We're, we're, this hasn't been released yet. No, this is the teaser. You've seen the teaser, right? I've not seen the teaser. You've never seen the teaser? No. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, put it on your headphones. You know, you've seen the teaser, right? No, I have not seen. Oh, for when real? Did this come out? Oh, I I leaked it. Oh wait, you want to hear a great story? <laughs> leaked the teaser. So, so wait. So wait, I can just picture like eight executives going, he fucking leaked it. He fucking leaked it. Did he fucking leak it? So they shoot, they give me you the teaser. They give me the teaser uh, on Rogan. When? <laughs> like uh, a month ago. It's end of sober October. So they send me the teaser and I text, I, I, I text my executive, Kale, who's like my buddy. He's like my friend, right? Kale Boyder. Yeah, I should not call him out on this conversation, but I he's the best. I cannot believe you leaked the fucking. He's the guy that greenlit the movie. He's he was with me every day of production. He's yeah. the guy that any time would empower me to do whatever the fuck I wanted. He gave me yeah. a great speech when we started. So I didn't drink the first night, and uh, like I wasn't something. We, and he goes, he goes, "What are you doing? We're at dinner." And I go, yeah. "I'm not going to drink. I'm going to be sober." And he goes, "Oh no, you're not. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. We didn't hire Skinny Bert. We didn't hire <laughs> Sober Bert. We hired Party Bert." Yeah. He was like, and he said something really brilliant to me. He goes, I can't tell you if this movie's going to be good. I can't tell you if it's going to make money. What I can tell you is we're making it. Yeah. And, and you will get a couple opportunities to do this in your life. Maybe this one. Sure. If you don't enjoy it, then that will show up on the screen. But if you enjoy it, that will show up on the screen. Fucking smart. And so we partied and had a fucking blast in Serbia. But here's the thing. People, people are going to hear you say that, right? Yeah. But I don't think that people realize that, yes, you are having fun. You yeah. are enjoying the moment, which is his point. Mm -hmm. But I know you. I know you care. You oh, care about hardcore. everything. Yeah. You're still doing the work. So, so they sent me this teaser. And I like it. <laughs> and I go... So much so. And so we'll, well, no, we're, it. we're getting caught in the weeds with this fucking this releasing it because everyone sure. everyone puts it on a shelf and they're worried about they're worried about so much shit that's that I, in my head i just it doesn't register with me entirely sure. that's maybe that's my fault but uh and so i just was like i'm not like let's just fucking put it out and then so you've shown us on the podcast so before, so right? i go on rogan can we watch this in real time together yeah well okay. i go i'll tell you this the backstory yeah so i go on rogan i gotta cheers you after, yeah. after this one so i go on rogan and uh I show Tommy first. I show Tommy. Yep. We did two two episodes of Two Bears before we did Rogan. I show Tom the teaser. I go, I just got this. Do yeah. you like it? I show Tom and he goes, it's going to be a fucking hit movie. And I went, hold on. I said, I'm thinking about leaking it on Rogan. And he goes, hey. He's like, you get in a lot of trouble, buddy. And I go, I know, but I think if I leak it, it'll force them to release the movie. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, he's like, he goes, <laughs> now, by the way, how long has it been sitting on the shelf for? When, when you, when, when you're saying this to Tom, 2021. So, uh, a full, probably a full, a full year, year, over over a year, year and a half. Because I've been sitting, sitting in the, the weeds yeah. getting updates from yeah. From Peter, we've, we've gotten another project. Because uh, we're in production in another and, project over yeah. at Legendary. Me and Tom and Peter Billingsley. Yeah. And so I took Peter Billingsley. So Peter Billingsley kept telling show. me. Yeah. Because I, I I thought I could force a green light for our project by getting a billboard on Hollywood and saying <laughs> and saying, "Hey, thank you, Mary. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you, everyone, so much for the green light coming in fall." Like and and Peter Peter yeah. was like, "Do it." 
Peter and Kale, do it. Fucking yeah. do it. Because not enough people roll the dice in Hollywood anymore. Yeah. Everyone's so nervous about everything. They're like, fucking do it. Because they know, not that I don't give a fuck about that side of the business, but like, like if it fails horribly, that's a good story for me. And if sure. it wins horribly, that's a great story for me. So that energy is around me. So I get the teaser. I love the teaser. This is just a teaser. Sure. And so I go, I tell Tom, I go, I'm thinking I'm leaking on Rogan today. And he goes, do it. So I go over to Joe. I said, I got the teaser for my movie. Would you yeah. be cool with me leaking it on your show? And he's like, hold on. Because there's legal ramifications with the studio. Joe's like, involved. how bad am I going to get sued? That's exactly, and I yeah. go, I go, uh, I'll find out. And so I she just, I, no, I just sent a text to the group. And I yeah. was like, hey, guys, hypothetical question. If I leaked a trailer or mm -hmm. teaser today, how bad, how could I get sued for $30 million? Yeah. Because that's my fear is that's how much a movie costs, I think. And so then, or $20 million, whatever it is, 25. No reply, no reply. And so I, and so. <laughs> they're all, they're all fucking scared. And yeah. so no one wants to reply. So I just, I go hopping on the, hopping on Rogan in five minutes. I, I wait like 30 minutes. I go hopping on Rogan in five minutes. I fucking did it. <laughs> I will be smoking weed and drinking. I won't have access to my phone. If I'm here for you in five minutes, I'm going to da da da. And then I just put my phone down and I'm watching it. We're going on Rogan. I don't see a text. I go, all right, let's go. And so I leak it. And then all of a sudden we're fucking, we get picked up to go wide in movie theaters. Can I? Because, because the number one thing is, and I, this is a shout out to like the rider dies. You know, the rider dies in our business, our fans that, that like appreciate sure. you putting out a podcast every week, appreciate you working on new material, come to your show, support you. Those people that like, fucking comment positive on your post and sometimes shitty but like in a positive way mm -hmm. to go like hey man brush your teeth next time and you're like sure, like yeah. you know like those fans they fucking commented shared and posted it and the one note they got the one note this that we got back from the from the people i won't say mm -hmm. names but the people was not one negative comment about the teaser not one comment about anything sideways and they said they got a couple comments of hey i'm not a fan of Burt's. Don't like the guy at all. Can't wait to see this movie. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, let's green light it. And so now we're going in movies at Memorial Dude, Day weekend. I, I don't think people, when they hear you relay that, yeah. when they hear you communicate that, they don't realize that the mindset from everybody that comes into these situations goes, look, I'm just happy to be here. We're yeah. making a film. Thank you so much. The fact you flip the onus to yourself and said, you know what? I'm going to take it on. I'm going to fucking gamble on myself, which everybody good, does. I, in my head, I go, it's a good teaser. It's a good movie. It should be seen. I don't. I don't know what the hangup is, and I, right. and I go and I go. Trust me when I say it's not. Put it out there, and you'll see that people go. Oh, I'm excited to see this movie. Mm -hmm. And man, the the feedback from that from leaking it was out. I mean, I, literally just. Just on Rogan, 15 million people saw it. Just on Rogan, but just, 15 million just people so saw it. Just so your listeners know, they they strategize this shit. So they that's all the number, have a strategy. See, we're going to do thing. this. We're going to go that. We're going to go to this first. The, the first it comes meeting. It ebbs and flows and waves and macro, first, micro. Yeah. The first meeting, they said on dot, 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 Vimeo or whatever. On whatever You thing, blew it up. They go, they go, we had 6 million views on one entity. And they go, and they were like, with no marketing budget. Yeah. No nothing. No anything just on you sharing it on rogan and i was like yeah and they're like it's kind of a, it's, i mean it's kind of unheard of you you put a, a like you put a million dollars behind a movie to get a big marketing push mm -hmm. and so uh so yeah here let's watch the teaser well i i just want to say cheers to you man 
cheers to you well, for fucking just taking the onus on yourself. You're like in a there's, rib- there's so many. I mean, like I could really get into the weeds on the, on this. Of but course, yeah, of yeah. course. You give me broad strokes, but yeah. to be a rebel, to go fuck it, I don't give a fuck because at the end of the day, it's your face on that fucking bus ad. It's your face on that fucking subway station that's up there. You're the one taking the onus upon yourself to go. Yeah. I fucking believe in this. So let's force some hands. Let's do this. Let's not let this sit here for another fucking 12 months. Let's do something with this shit. And you were given an opportunity to do that, and you fucking did it. And I, I think that's so, I, I, I don't know, man. It's rare that you would see people come outside the box of, because as comics, we're all knocking on the fucking door of the industry going, can you yeah. let us in? Then they let us in. You go, thank you. It's so good to be here. What can we do? And then you just do everything. But what we don't realize is that, no, they need us. Uh, yeah. We're the ones knocking on their door going, hey, let us in. But you need us more than you, than we fucking need you. Well, and you fucking flipped it on them. I think I think I wanted, I think I thought to myself, I, I two things. I had so much fun making this movie. Yeah. I literally had so much fun that I, I want to make another one with Legendary. Like, sure. I, with Legendary. I, I want to make, I have a couple lined up that I, that, you know, obviously. A couple. Obviously, yeah. A couple. Well, I have, yeah, I have, I have one lined up that you know, you're Which pretty, we've yeah, 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 quite a bit. But like, yeah. but um, but I had so much fun making the movie mm-hmm. that I was like, I, I want to do more. And I and and I and I thought, but also, and I don't mean this. I definitely don't mean this like glad handy, or I don't mm-hmm. know what the right term is, but I don't mean this this poorly. But like, also, I I also have a pretty successful touring podcast company that I that of I course. that I don't. It, it's not a ton, you don't make you're not making tons of money off movie that's just how that works so sure. like so part of me goes i know the product's good i want people to see it but also like i'm a little bit in charge of my own ship so like let's move this thing forward let's 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 get these things happening and 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 thankfully and i gotta i have to shout out like mary and kale and you everyone over there sure like legendary are so fucking cool because they understand me they understand me and they get me those dudes who've been making movies, dudes and women who have been making movies mm-hmm. for that long, when you and guys like me and you, when you go in and you sit down with them, you're like, oh, you really know what the fuck you're doing. Like I'm, like I I, I know how to sure. be funny, but like you really know what you're doing. Well, to really know what you're doing, I think you're. Look, you've been in this industry for so long, right? You 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 understand when to gamble, when to fucking go in, when to not, and and you knew. And you did it, and it paid off. That's the difference. It fucking yeah. paid off because you believed in what we're about to see. Let's watch it. But what we're about to see? Oh, well, let's cheers at the end. Yeah, we'll watch it. Yeah. All, right, All right, here we go. My father was no criminal. He was a salesman. And then you stole the only thing he ever cared about. Sorry. made him say fuck honest living. If you want respect, you have to take it. And from there, he built our family. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm your origin story. (laughs) 
signal. Oh, you throw up. Did you throw up? I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> don't throw up. Don't throw up. Nothing else to say. Cheers, pal. Oh. Oh. That's it. That's yeah. it. I want, I mean, I, I, the, I, I can't wait to show you the full trailer. The full trailer is fucking. Depending I mean, like, on the film, that's your page five or page 12. That's it. What's that? It, 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 it is knowing what the film's about. Yeah. And that's it right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to do the no, other that's work. So interesting. That's I so had interesting. to do the other work. I had to do the yeah. writing because, again, nobody gave us opportunities. Five, but I wish I had the fucking script right now. I wonder if I have it on my iPad. I don't have my iPad. Page five. Page five. It's either page five, five to seven, or 12. I, I'd say 10 to 12 in that right there. Yeah, page 12. That's where it is because you're yeah. going to establish whatever. But I mean, dude, that's it. Oh, thanks. That's man. it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I hope I hope people like it, and I and I I hope people you know I don't know whatever I, I I have a lot of marketing ideas planned out, so I'm like, you know, going like, oh, what if we do this? What if we do this? I want to do it in these because I can do this, and and so uh, the my problem is I just it's uh, I we're, I'm working myself to you should fucking get, death. <laughs> you should get Alex Ovechkin, Evgeny Malkin, to fucking party with you and promote this thing. After they, you know, oh. doing the Stanley Cup playoffs because oh, be all those Russian great. hockey players will fucking go bananas for this shit. Oh, yeah. And that's where the yeah, Ruskies yeah, yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. here in the get, hockey. You get a bunch of fucking Russian hockey players. So I'm gonna Ovechkin. Write that down. Pete, write down Ovechkin. Eight, 71. Let's do this. The, uh, the fucking, I was going to go to, like, when we were talking about announcing the date, I was like, I'll go to Russia. Who is your DP on that, by the way? I go bird. I just wanted to compliment your DP. I go, it's okay. This is I go. He go, okay. I said we use the 25 on this. Okay. <laughs> and then line it up. All right. Everyone ready? Dude, how pumped are you for this? Uh, I'm pretty fucking pumped. And the girls? They don't care. Come on. They don't they're care. Gonna, they're, you know, they're man. They're going to day of. They don't. They don't. There's Igo when he was younger. Holy shit, Igo's a stud. Oh, with fucking uh, to the Schumacher. Right. Yeah, he's a great dude. Smokes fucking cigarettes and parties. I'll tell you, your girls we, might not care now, but they're gonna care the day of the premiere, and they're so gonna realize. I watched. A, I watched. A, um, I watched a clip of George and Isla on Leanne's podcast, and I was gonna ask you this. Do you think your kids have any reference for what you do? Uh, to a degree. I, I think they're still young enough that How they don't. Old? 10 and 7. Your son's 7? 10. Uh, my set. daughter's Olivia. She's 10. My daughter's, or my son, Kent. Well, with gender, these, yeah. he's he's 7. Yeah, Black. Kent. Yeah. <laughs> my so son's a lion. <laughs> That's why we're in Tennessee, Bert. Yeah. So... So, uh, but like, uh, I watched Georgia, uh, talk to Leanne in a podcast. Leanne put her best of 22, 2022 up. And one of the first clips was her with Georgia and Isla. You know, this clip better Halston, but Leanne, Isla was, Georgia was saying, I don't really. Would Leanne do, do a shot with us right now? Yeah. Would she? Uh, yeah. I I don't want to, again, I don't want to speak up here. 
I don't want to speed bump it. your conversation because no, 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 keep no. bookmark what you were telling me. But phone. I would love if she joined us for a shot. Yeah, hey, even Halston. if it's a talent or whatever. Hey Pete, but. can you grab Leanne? Um, Georgia was saying to Leanne, um, I don't really, I don't find him funny. Okay. Like, I, I, am I saying it wrong? Because it's, it's your dad. It, it's your no, phone. don't play it. Don't play yeah. it. I, I, I mean, get it. It's too. I, but it's like she's like he's my dad, so like I don't really find him funny because she knows all the parts of me. Sure, you know, I, I completely I, understand that. I, it's, I dare I say, Georgia and I have had a strained relationship over COVID because I had never been around, and then all of a sudden I was there every fucking day, right. and they got to know me, and they were like, "Oh, I don't like this guy. <laughs> he's he is hypersensitive, hyper micromanaging, and he's like asking like because I'm used to being on the road where I'm like, hey, can someone grab me a water, and everyone's like, huh." But I can I can understand the hypersensitivity. Oh, I'm so because sensitive. when people have asked me in the past, I'm like Bert Kreischer has the emotional bandwidth of a 12 year old uh, girl. Yeah, uh, like you 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 really you take things to heart. I, I think it's your weakness, but it's also your greatest strength. I really think that you're because of that you're hyper aware of what it means to say things or whatever. Well, I, I had a joke last night that I didn't say on stage because I, I went, uh, like, I, like I'm, a, I'm a hyper aware of things where I go, where I go, I don't, I, I remember one time I'm, I was in, uh, do you remember when we used to do, uh, what was this club in Chicago? That, no, no, no. Zanies? Bef before that. Oh, Sharkies. Was the it? fucking, no, not Sharkies, uh, but the guy, the mob. Yeah, owned, that guy. The, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I remember one guy in the back was like, "This is Milwaukee." No, no, no. Do you remember that fucking club where you had a choice between a forty-two inch HD TV or your check, and there was a gun on the table? It's like remember, I'll take my fucking check. Please. Do you remember? Do we? Yeah. Do you remember when we did that? And the guy goes, uh, "I said I'll make everyone a hundred dollars in tips at least tonight." If not, I'll take a picture of butt naked with the whole crew. Do you remember this? Yes, yes, of and, course. Yeah, I, of course I do. And I, and I, and then you're sitting there going, give me that hundo, because you're so fucking young and like. Come on yeah. in, come on in, baby. We were Sorry. wondering if you'd do a shot with me and Would Steve. you do a shot with us? I have to drive to the airport. Why? In five minutes. Oh, for real? Oh. Yeah, I'm leaving in like seven minutes. Oh, okay. Well, we got to cheers. Well, here. Come on in. Come here. Sit right here. Sit right here for a second. No, come on. No. No, of course. But someone's got to drive the boat. Someone's under the bottom going, if you're shitting shit out the door. Hey, uh what? Okay. Uh we're building a new podcast studio. I'd love for you to come to see the new podcast studio and do it, do a do a an episode. Yeah. The campus. The campus, yeah. We had considered putting frat like letter Greek letters. It's got to be the campus, buddy. Yeah, right. It's a great fucking yeah. buddy. Yeah. It's where it's where it all. Do the Christ campus. Well, wasn't it going to be Beta Beta Pi? What was that? Birdie Boy Productions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll cheers to that. Cheers. But can we cheers to obviously what? I'll, I'll let you take over. No, but you we were going to. No, we were we were talking about our wives earlier. Oh, about good. Sorry, Steve was saying that if you get your wife to look up at you, no. <laughs> nothing, nothing, really nothing, nothing. No, we're just, we're just. Uh, no, uh, we got really lucky. We got really, really. We we're talking lucky. about how lucky, especially we 
I, I, yeah, we got really fucking lucky with, uh, with finding our path at the right time and not fucking it up. That's true. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, who you are brought you the luck also, right? Who you are brought you the wife sure, and, the job yes. and the work and the luck. Yeah. But uh, Leanne, I was talking to my wife about this recently and I said, you know, I thank my lucky stars because the person I married was not the person I'm here with today. Oh my God. We did God. not, when I, when I took those vows, I did not anticipate like, you know, professional setbacks or personal setbacks or all, all, all the, you know, the gravitational pull of relationships that come into play. And so I just say, I, I, I've always said to her, I said, I cannot thank you enough for everything you've responded to in such a positive way. Like I, I, I could get emotional about it, but I'm going to stave off my emotions. But I, I, I just was like, I, I cannot thank you enough for being the person I didn't know I would be married to, you know, all these years ago. I call, I I call her out, a penny you know? stock. Like she, oh, I got a penny stock that fucking blew up into a corporation. Blew the fuck up, yeah. Because I didn't know, I didn't know she was smart. Like I wasn't listening oh a lot God. to her. Like, That's so no, no, but I mean, That's but I didn't terrible. know. No, I didn't mean it that way. I meant, I meant, I meant. No, I meant. I didn't know she was as smart as she is. Like you know, like I, you like I, you fall in love. Well, I liked your body at first. That was it. And then I got really. Lucky. Leanne, you have five minutes to get to the airport. Yeah. I have. <laughs> I was. I was panning in a river, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, I was like, "Shit, it's sparkling in here." I, I don't know if I like how I'm being represented here. I was, okay. I was in a river. Yeah, she right? was a rescue dog. No, no, I no. In Tijuana, okay. Yeah. Then so. all of a sudden, could run with the great. Do you ever see the movie Ratatouille? <laughs> Just pulling his hair beneath his. No, I, but I. I think I think the adverse could be said to your husband, obviously, because you had no anticipation of what would no, be. She knew. She knew the no, whole fucking yeah. time. Isn't that crazy? Go ahead, say it. The first time I saw him do stand up, <laughs> I said, You know, you're really good, but you're way smarter than what you're talking about. So I think you need to get smarter because you're way smarter than that. And I, I was like, He's either going to hate me, but I can't live with somebody for the rest of my life sure. and be like, that was awesome and not mean it. That's not who I am in any way, shape or form. And what happened was he went, well, what does she mean by that? And how right. can I apply that? Cause and it's not she, smart enough. No, exactly. Yeah. No, she, I'm, well, she, he, he <laughs> I'm just still was, kinda not. <laughs> I think he wasn't brave enough at the time to take the leap. Yes. To be as smart as he really is. But you also you know need the I mean? maturity to get there. I think to so. Yeah. Coalesce with, Sometimes yeah. it just takes time. Yeah, it does. It's and you like, need friends like you, Ian Bag, yes, Tom Skura, like my friends to go. Hey, I like that bit, and me go, oh, for real? And you're like, yeah. And you're like, that's not a, that's not something I'm doing on stage. And then they're like, well, but it's better than what you're doing. By on the stage. way, I'm gonna say this real quick. Cheers to you guys because what you just did, you had your arm around your wife. She got her arm over your chair, and it's just like after all these years, it is, it is <laughs> fucking really special to see that. That's still there. So I just want to cheers to you guys Aww, before you march you. towards. Personally, it's all there. Professionally, you have something to look forward to May 25th. And that will celebrate a culmination of all these years personally. So honestly, Aww. cheers to you guys. Thanks, David. That's really cool. Coke. Cheers. Can I piss real quick? A piss. Very sweet of you, Steve. But I right. meant that. I, I really mean it. No, I, I, I believe you. I think if... If there's one person who carries the other person the most, who would it be? 
Who do you think it would be? <laughs> Who do you think has bruises on their shoulders from carrying the other person around? I don't think it's a bruise on a shoulder. I think it's a compressed disc. <laughs> <laughs> Some degenerating bones. <laughs> Some cartilage is missing and or loose. Hey, grab a, are the girls in here? This house is so full of life right now. It is. I love it. I love it like it's this. It's amazing. We um, should adopt a family. We should not adopt a family. We should adopt a family or have Peter move in. Get someone pregnant and then we raise him. Get Peter pregnant? No, get Peter, get someone pregnant. Have Peter get someone pregnant. And then we raise. Uh, What time does our next meeting? 445, I think. That's our first next meeting? I don't know. Oh, nice. Oh, I'm going to the airport. I do have to go, though. All right, go. One last question. Love you. Yes. Because let's think about this. So when the film is coming out, May 25th, how, like, like professionally. Wait, it's May 25th? Memorial Day weekend. No, but that's the first day of our first date. Is May 25th. Dude, that's it. Are that's you it. fucking serious? I am serious. That's it. I didn't know. Oh, Bert, that's it, oh, dude. Pour another shot, Steve. That is pour another shot, Steve. One now. Hold on. That are you fucking crazy. serious? Are you kidding me? Are you serious? I, I was are you fucking ask you serious? a question about your relationship. Code. Hold on. Are you kidding me? No, I am not kidding. So wait, you want to hear something fucking crazy? You want to hear something fucking crazy? Are you kidding me? I started. Are you fucking serious? Wait, it gets even weirder, Steve. It gets even weirder. The you ready for this? My wife and I met on 9-11. Sorry. <laughs> we started production. We started production of the machine. Yeah. Do you remember this? The same week I started at FSU. Are you kidding me? This we started production on the machine the same week I started FSU. We started production on the machine the same week I went to Russia. We started production on the machine the same week. The Rolling Stone magazine article came no out. Way. All those happened at one day, and I went. I was in the car with Andrew, and he goes, "This is a lucky week for you." And I went, "Oh shit!" And my movie comes well, out on the day now. I met my favorite woman in the world. You got to take a little, just a little, a little off. If the top. I'm arrested on the way no. to the airport, here, here, here I, I gave here, you the tiniest. Here, go like this. Go like the tiniest of this, six. Yeah, sorry. Like this. Okay. Okay. A titch. A titch. So May 25th. Yeah, it was our first date. First date. Yeah. By the way, years ago, you're going to have one of the most incredible dates. Personally, right. your first was made professionally because it's not just his profession. It's your profession as well. Right. It's yeah. unbelievable. Uh, this could, again, this could make this, I love no. serendipity. I'm, you I know I'm a big, dude right I'm now. not an astrology guy, but I'm a big thing on like lucky days, lucky of things. Of course. I'm a huge, superstitious. very superstitious. Yeah. 525. 525? Oh, it swings up and down like that. Oh, motherfucker. The campus. Here we go. The campus. Cheers, guys. That's Cheers. unbelievable. That's unreal. He's crazy. Now I do have to go to the airport. Of course, so yes. To Great to see you. Oh, that is crazy, guys. That is crazy. I didn't know. I knew it was Memorial Day weekend, but I didn't know the specific date. Until That's crazy. Because Memorial Day to me is like the 28th or something like that. Sure. I didn't really... About it. I would know mine. August seventh is my first day? date with my wife. Yeah, because I I got her a uh, iPhoto book and I took all the pictures from our first date and put it into Aww. something on a, like a year anniversary. So oh, eight seven was my first eight seven. Yeah, and we're five twenty five. Five twenty five. Oh two. Here we so go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll the dice on this. All right, I love you. Baby. All right, love you too.
Bye. Happy New Year. Congratulations, by the way. God. Thank you so much. So what's your plan for the week? Are you are you out here for the week? Here for the week. Uh, just trying to promote the special because, um, you know, you get no support. <laughs> so just yeah. like yeah. like when the film came out, it was like I wrote and directed the opening act. It's like, okay, it comes out. They have no, like, it's just like, okay, uh, do it. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Like Jimmy O. Yang's off doing another movie. Cedric's doing his show. It's like, you know, like oh, you, yeah. you're put upon these complications that you're like, so like I got to like, uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do everything I can to make this successful. And you do everything you can. And uh, and sometimes you just get on base. You know yeah. what I mean? But I think that um, that's why I'm so like invested as obviously from from an outsider's perspective, but but even more so in this conversation of like, want to see a fucking big win for my buddy, and oh, I think I, I think the community. I do, I do, and I don't. Like I, this is, I'm just being honest right yeah. now. Like I do, and then I go, do I want the scrutiny that like Kevin Hart, Amy Schumer, all those? Like if you had like a say, I, we were talking about it. Yeah, uh, we were saying, uh, what was that? We, we did this on the podcast one time. What's like a the what did uh just train wreck glasses get? by the way. No, those are mine. Okay, sorry. Those oh, are those fucking are fucking mine. I'm, I'm sorry. So you had leopard print. They're uh, hurt. They're for fat hurt? women, I think. You're not that so, rich. No, no. These are. Not, <laughs> these are. <laughs> Please don't tell me you're that. No, no. They were the, the only Zine readers. With fucking the, the guy from Bravo. And, they're the only okay. readers that cover my. I can see every, all the readers <laughs> okay. they make are for women, and then they make plus. So size okay. Women. So what do you mean by train wreck? What okay. So like, that? if you made 140 million dollars, your life changes totally. Your life changes totally in that all of a sudden. Everything's greenlit for in perpetuity. Like you can do whatever well, the fuck well, you want. Well, no, for, no, for, like, for two or three years. Okay, two or three years. That's in perpetuity for me, to the point where we got to open another bottle. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to. Like, I here's the thing: is like I'll say this about Burr: is that Burr's great. That's a great fucking whiskey, by the way. I'll try it. It's a great fucking whiskey. This one. Burr's fucking great in that he challenges him. He does his own thing. He does his thing. But that's what you expect when you buy the product as a performer. I don't have a problem with Amy's opinion. I don't. I don't have a problem with anybody's opinion. I, 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 fact, I, 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 in fact, respect Amy's opinion, and I want to hear it. I'm not even I, fucking I, around. 100%. I'm not even fucking around. And there's people that would go like, "Oh, that's what we hate about you, Bert, or whatever." No, 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 no. You're wrong. I want to hear Amy's opinion. I want to hear Chelsea's opinion. I want to hear Sarah's opinion. And I'm, I'm doing women right now because we're talking about Amy, and I want to make sure that I'm. But like, uh, I don't want to hear Bobby Lee's opinion, but I do want to hear <laughs> those opinions. Because it's uneducated. So, anyways, Bobby Lee's yeah, opinion is fucking dog shit. And keep this in the fucking air. <laughs> yes, it's yes. fucking bad. Where's the camera? It's fucking dog shit. If you align anything politically or like anything retrospectively oh, with like anything, Bobby, Bobby Lee, Lee could not be a worse person to look upon. But I think yes? it's important. Point? It's important to know you that were quiet during that. Yes. No, no. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. I've heard him say things. I've heard him say, I've heard him say the most regrettable things where I go, and he's made me say them. He's made me say them. Where I had to call him and go, I need you to edit out that of the podcast. I, yeah, he goes, yeah. oh, dude, I, I called him one time. He goes, he was like, I can't even get into it. I can't even get into it. Like he goes, we're on this podcast. I made him edit this out and do not post this, Bobby. I'm not giving you green light to post this. But he said, uh, when was the last time you said the CH word, right? 
for it. Asian. I don't know, fucking, you know. Oh, chink? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Steve. Well, I can say it. Yeah, you, I know you can. <laughs> and I said, I don't think I really say that. I don't say that. And I, I, I don't, I would never, I, I, I go, our best friends are Asian. But you're never, but, you've but, never been that kind of but person. But I know, but, but I go, yeah, but also, I, but I go, I said, I never said that. I don't, that's not in my vocabulary. I, yeah. And he goes, bullshit. And I said, I think this is how it went down. And do not post a clip, Bobby. I don't want to see the clip. And so I go, no, I'm being serious. And I go, I'm being serious. As a matter of fact, type it in your search yeah. thing to find if it's ever been even Utter. in your texts. Yeah. So I type it in the search and it comes up once. And I go, motherfucker. But it turns out it's from our two Asian friends. So, and I and I said it, I said it, I'm not saying it on this pot on this sure, podcast, yeah. but I said it on his podcast. I, the the quote was uh, I said hey who's up to party tonight and our two Asian friends go count in two chunks <laughs> two chunks 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 and then it was voice texting and it fucked it up and then I said and then I said the word and I go and it says thanks and 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 then I I said it like on the podcast yeah. and then I went and then I got off the podcast so I was like hey man you can't put that in because yeah I don't want to be the guy that. You say it once, and then they pulled up the Instagram, and they go, "There's no joke attached. It's just Bert saying the word." Sure. And so I was like, "Got to take it out." But it was a funny fucking our friends trying to voice text. Of course, and it came it's out chunks. Classic. Counting two chunks. Pressure, like not even wanting yeah. it to be funny, but it is funny because. But um. But yeah. no. But but when you go to like, I want to hear their opinions. I do. I want to hear. I do. Yeah. By the way, this this brings me to a point, and and. Okay, I. By me. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll keep dice. it in. I'll keep it by in. By the way, by the way, anything you don't want, we take out. We'll keep it in. Yeah. We'll keep it in. Keep it in. Keep it in. During pandemic. Um, I killed a homeless man. <laughs> <laughs> During pandemic, I reached out to Neil Brennan because I, I really respect Neil Brennan. <laughs> I like Neil Brennan. And, you know, we're cut from the New York cloth, right? Yeah. Back in the day. And so I, I, I just reached out to him. I was like, hey, man, how you doing? Whatever. We catch up. And, um, and then we're talking about the election, the last presidential election. And once I um, conveyed, I did not, I did not vote for anybody last election. I didn't believe in Hillary. I didn't believe in Trump. He went down a rabbit hole and just um, like went, uh, like we, we were having a conversation, but it was like uh, kind of respectful, but kind of not. And then I said, "Look, I think." I think January 6th is as bad as BLM. I said, the minute you start rioting, I'm out. Like, the, I just... The second... And, the second... I, I mean, look, I, I, all I'll say is I agree with you. The second I feel unsafe, you're not making... I'm not listening anymore. I'm not listening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we went back and forth, and he said, January 6th is this. I go, but do you, do you realize, like, I lived in Chicago. I lived in Bucktown. Like, I they raised the bridges for 48 hours. They shut down Chicago for 48 hours. They shut the city down. No one was allowed to do anything. Yeah. He's like, I didn't know that. I'm like, you live in an echo chamber. And and so yeah. the conversation spiraled after that into something different because I like to get my news from the left and the right. Yeah. I like to have a centrist perspective. That's why one of the proudest things uh, of the last late night uh, of my latest special is that Robert Hartman came backstage, who we both know. Yeah, he said, "I still politi politically don't know where you lie," and I was like, "That's it." That's what you want. And that was the greatest compliment because 
from the Leighton perspective, I was doing it from Carson. I wanted everybody to get it. I wanted everybody to understand like the left gets it, the right gets it, not just the fucking right. It, that's that's what's happened with late night a little bit is that it's late just night, political satire everything, everything 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 it's like i go it's not me as much because i'm not i'm not a uh like i'm first of all i'm not a very political guy i don't think i don't donnell told me it, it's because you're white because <laughs> if they change shit it doesn't affect you it affects you i don't i don't think i i don't agree with donnell i like and i love donnell yeah uh because I love black people. Where's the camera? I love black, <laughs> but I, I really, I don't hey. agree with that because I think everybody's got a stake these days. Politics is like entertainment; it's all fractured. It's not politicized into one category. Yeah. Everything is fractured, so everybody has a stake these days. Do not ever let anybody say you don't have a sway. Everybody's got a sway politics, right now. Politics is all about politics. Is right now is 1980s comedy. They all need a hook. <laughs> And once they have a hook, they go, they go. And because you're I right, remember, by the I remember, way, by I remember the when way. you're I remember, right. I know I remember, you're. I remember saying to someone, I was a centrist. Mm -hmm. And then that was a bad word. And they were like, you can't be a centrist means you're all right. And That's I was why like, Neil and I don't talk anymore, by the way. For real? Because I told him I'm a centrist. He goes, I can't talk to you. If you do not see the evil from the good, I can't talk to you anymore. I but go, it's not Neil? Evil from the good. It's like, I, man, I grew up. Is it too fucked up to say that I grew up? I grew up in a community yep. in Florida that is is pretty Republican. Sure. And and whereas I maybe I didn't rebel, mm -hmm. but I definitely was not. I was I was the first kid to want to be a hippie, the first kid to grow his hair out, first kid to when I got to college, the first thing I did was buy buy Birkenstocks, a fish album, sure. uh, uh, a uh, uh, you fish, like the cure I bought a fishbone album. Yeah. I got into the Cure in ninth grade. I got into the Smiths in ninth grade, Susie and the Banshees in ninth grade. And like, I was a little bit, I always liked the outside of things. I always liked, I always enjoyed it. I was not the guy that discovered it. I was the guy that was presented to. Sure. And I thought it was sexy because I saw, I, and and by the way, I also went to a Hank Williams Jr. concert. But you also saw yeah. like what, what drew you in amongst everybody else. Yeah. So there's nothing to negate that. And, so. And, so, and, then, and then in college, I was that guy that would like, I mean, look, I, I won't even... Tell you who I was in college because you'd mock it, but I was the guy who would go to fucking. Tell me the guy the who park. in college. There's Just a, talk. To there's me. a there's a park off Monroe, uh, by and I would and I was with my girlfriend and I met a homeless guy. Yeah, and I sat and talked to him. Tell me your story, man. And I gave him money and I was like, "You need this. I don't need this." See, you're gonna nowadays. Think I, you're nowadays, gonna think I'm gonna mock you, but I can't. I cannot because you are. What I said at the beginning of this podcast, you're a genuine human being that but, experiences but the, now I look back the, and I the go, journey of humanity. Now I, I really look do. back and I go, what I was, was, have you ever seen? <laughs> this is the, this is the fucking greatest. So like, cheers, 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 because gonna it's going to be, it's going to be, this one's going to be bad. <laughs> All right, I'm ready, buddy. Should we, should we smoke a stogie during this? You want to? I don't even, I'm going to tell you something right now. Oh, I don't even okay. smoke. I wish to God, Kreischer, you and I were doing the, the Jameson tour right now because so much has changed since then. Hey, Pete. I was so straight-laced back then. Pete, can you go to my... My... Uh, Here, well, I'm that's here for to you. Listen, so. Thank you, buddy. Um, now, these I don't, are, these I, are from Bobby Kelly. 
and we're going to call him on FaceTime right yeah. now okay. and let him know we're smoking. AP, do you have my cigar? My car? My... Am I having a stroke? I'm saying words that rhyme with the thing I'm trying to say. And a lighter, maybe. Oh, I got something for you. Are you ready? Yes. I got something yeah, for yeah, you yeah, in a yeah, second. Yeah, 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 yeah. This will be fun. What? Why are you ducking? Nobody... Yeah, just break this scene. That's the beauty of podcasting is just walking in front of the camera. But you can edit. Oh, right? hey, will you pass me that new tatuaje uh, fucking thing? I got that for Christmas. I have this. I got, it's funny, all the Christmas presents I got, it's all basically cigar stuff. And I was like, does anyone know anything about us about me? Like, I don't even smoke that many cigars. Oh, thank you. This, the best. this is lit. Oh, nice. All right. Can I tell you a story? Yeah, please. All right. So. Roll your cigar. Yeah. I'm FaceTiming Bobby Kelly. Frank from the comedy store. You know Frank. Yeah, of course. One. Roast battle or whatever. Yeah. Dude, Frank's got the one of my favorite bits in the world that he doesn't tell. He goes, we, we're at the store. Yeah. Hold on. One night. He goes, I got to light this fucker. Hold on. Okay. Let me call. I did it. Let me call Bobby real quick and let him know we're smoking his cigars. I'm going to start it on you. Is that Glassman? Hey, Rick, Man, what's up, buddy? Bobby Kelly loves Rick. Can I tell you something? The only reason I know my glasses were done was because you sent me that text. Nobody sent it to me. They never, they never sent it. They never called me and told me my glasses were done. I got that text from you, and then I called them and said, "Hey, are my dad glasses done?" And they're like, "Yeah, you didn't pick up the phone." I go, "Bullshit." Rick Glassman texted me to tell me my glasses were done. You know, you know what my nickname is because of this shit? What? Call me the Glassman. <laughs> guys i think that i think we should hang up right now that's the best line that's ever going to be delivered hold on steve steve i love it oh what's up brett dude the best Here, by the it, way you hold it you hold oh it. sorry brett, how are you who is it brett morin oh shut what are you guys doing <laughs> in new york <laughs> yeah here's what hold here's what you're mic. not hold doing here's what you're mic. not doing bobby you weren't on their fucking show. So anyway, let's talk to the stars of the NBC show, Brent and Rick Glassman. <laughs> he hung up on me. Fat piece of shit. Hold on. I'll call him back. I'm going to tell him. Oh, Bobby, you know show what? I'm cigar. smoking your fucking cigar. Put it by the mic. Put it by the mic. I'm mad at you, Steve. Why? I'm mad at you. Why are you mad at me? You've never came on my podcast when you're in here. You never fucking invited me. You're you got a carte blanche, motherfucker. Oh, carte blanche means you never fucking invited me. Fuck you, Bobby. You lose 50 pounds, you can go fuck yourself. Fuck you. Take it over. He's a piece of shit. Fuck you, Bobby. Carte blanche. Carte blanche. Hold on. Let me get something. I would love to be there. Bobby. 
I'm on a podcast that that people are going to see. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I was on it last week, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> hold on, hold on. To promote your podcast because nobody's watching it. I love you. <laughs> hey, Bert. I mean, hey, Steve. What's your podcast? <laughs> Here, hold on. <laughs> Bobby, it's called what? It's called what? Uh, Temple of Doom. It's called Goonies. It's Temple of Doom. That was. A- <laughs> it's called. <laughs> the little kid in Temple of Doom. It was the little kid in Temple of Doom. Or what do you do? Are you killing <laughs> fucking? Kid. That's a bee. You can't kill a bee. Hey, these are Bobby's. Bobby, is this a new set? Is this a new set? Huh? Where's this at? Is this above the cellar? Stay lit. I gotta go, guys. I love right. you, bro. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. Just hang up. Hey, I just want to show you where smoking your cigar, Bobby. They're fucking Ask amazing. Ask me. Ask me. Ask Steve. Bobby, these are these are southwest of fucking cigars. I love you. I love you. Um, how weird is it that we're He's the best? That's 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 the closest we'll them. ever get to Don Rickles walking onto Carson's set. <laughs> is me and you well, calling Bobby Bobby's podcast and we're yeah, podcasting? Right. Yeah, you're everyone's right. Pod- yeah. Everyone's podcast. He's Carl Rogan. He's podcast. He's like, well, I'm with Elon Musk. So these are Bobby's cigars. Bobby bought them. They're Tatuaje. Can I tell Ta- you a story? Yeah, please. I've never told this story on a podcast. Oh, it's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be good. How do I light this fucker? Where the fuck? By the way, by the way, the I, lit it, I lit it upside down one time and burnt the fucking inside of my it? hand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cause you're you're lit. Try okay. pulling it. Well, <laughs> fuck it. You're lit. You're lit. Just lighting it. Your friend's Joe. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um. Uh. I love uh, that. Pause. Acquaintances I love with that Joe. Pause. Acquaintances with Joe. Who? Rogan. You're friends with Joe. No. Acquaintances. For real? Mm-hmm. You guys all were together at the same time. Uh-uh. There, there were definitely camps. Really? Always camps, yeah. So wait. So, okay. So explain this to me. Because I, I was not there. Are you, Okay. So how many camps? Well, give me a year. Let's start. Let's start for a year. This fascinates me mm-hmm. more than anything. So give me a year. Uh, 2004. I come there in 04. I'm past it 05. And then I get to know everybody, right? And uh, it's dark, dark days. So that's why the, the one Missy's thing. still around. Missy's still around. I'm, sitting I'm, in the back. Sitting in the back. Yo, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like kind of kind of like um, just bummed at the... Um, the the yesteryears with the new influx, right? Because yeah. it was not like uh, what we would expect. But there's um, a weirdness of like of like Mitzi. It's like there's no middle ground between. It was either like bizarre because Mitzi liked the craziness of it, or like young yes. comics who were trying to like write material and work. A hundred percent. There was there was like this new breed and an old breed, and the old breed is kind of like I don't want to say it's like bad. But it's kind of like it, it feels like archaic. To and us. but she she felt uh, she felt a loyalty to them because they because yeah. they had been there for her yeah. during the strike during all that shit. I don't know. I've only met Mitzi once, and she did not like me. She didn't like me. Yeah. And yeah. so and so, um, 
Well, shit, but I, I, yeah, yeah, please, please, please. Come please, on, please. It's a fucking game changer. You know us. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are we going to do? We never, I got by my, the way, my, my doctor took your, my liver numbers and he didn't even this call is our, me. I've known Bert. How long have we known each other? Uh, as long as I've been doing stand up. <laughs> We've never done this. No, we even never in Ireland, we didn't yeah. do this. We did a little bit. A little bit, but not like this. No. Where like it this. was like, we, I don't care if it never happens again. Like, we did it tonight. So. Well, I said, I said, I love you, buddy. To Leanne this morning. You I'm know so me happy. so well. Like I said, I always talk to Leanne before I do a podcast. I go, hey, what are we going to talk about today? So Leanne's really like good at going, like, I'm curious about this from that person. And I said, what am I going to talk about, Steve? And she goes, you know Steve so well. You're fine. I said, really? And she She's goes, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. She goes, you, you know Steve so well. You don't have to actually prepare at all. She's right. And I, and I literally went, well, I know, but I, and so one thing I wanted to ask you about with your kids about if they knew what you did, mm-hmm. but like she was like, trust me, you you guys have known each other so long. So wait, so wait, hold on. So let's go back. 2004, you get to the store. Yeah. Mitzi's still there. 2004, yeah. I had had Georgia already and I had not, I'd been to the store. I'd gotten to the store. I'd done my first set of stand up at 2003 with Louis Anderson on the mm-hmm. Sunday nights. You did those Sunday nights with me. Oh, yeah. Remember Jay those? Moore hated me. He did not like you. He did not like me. He did not like you or Brian Scalaro. Brian Scalaro. Brian Scalaro. Man, I love Brian Scalaro. I love Brian Scalaro. But I love Brian Scalaro. My thing was a hiccup. Scud. Your thing was a hiccup. It was about time. It was about time. I was there. I was there. I took my watch. I threw it off. I threw it in the garbage. I go, you think I don't know time? Like, I thought you guys were stretching. Yeah. I'm not going to run the light here. Yeah. He thought I was running the light. And I never got the light. That's the point. I will, so say, the light, I will say this. I will say this. Brian Scalaro. I, I'm hesitant to talk about Brian at all because I know I yeah, only because only because I don't I don't want him to think I'm talking negatively. I'm I will. Not, I'm not. I'm not. I will. I'm not. I'm celebrating. Bert, look at me. I will. <laughs> I'm celebrating Brian Scalaro. Bert, I will. <laughs> Brian Scalaro and Jay got into it too. Like got into it like a ball busting thing. Yeah. I'm Brian Scalaro filled his pocket full of peanut, full of filled his jacket pocket with what? With peanuts? With peanuts. <laughs> he had a jacket. He filled them. He just filled them entirely with peanuts. And then Jay left, and he goes, and Brian goes, I got him. I go, I give you that. He goes, huh, he'll see when he goes get his keys. <laughs> His pockets are filled with peanuts. <laughs> and I went, you filled his pockets with peanuts? <laughs> and he filled his jacket pockets with tiny peanuts. <laughs> and, so, and so I get a call from Jay 15 minutes later, and he goes, who the fuck filled my pockets with peanuts? <laughs> and I didn't say anything, and I couldn't stop laughing. And I and then one day he goes, did you know it was Brian Scalaro? I said, I, I did. And he goes, the fuck's wrong with that guy? I go, Jay, I think he was trying to be funny. And he just Jay didn't get it. He was like, fuck that guy. By the way, Scalero is and could be. Oh. This is what I meant when I said, I'll talk about him. I'll talk about him. One of the funniest sketch comedy improv actors of all time. One of the most underrated. One of the funniest could dudes. come in and just fucking ring it. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. On stage, destroys the second he gets on stage until the second he gets off. So fucking talented. Let me ask you a question. What is your favorite, like, undiscovered, coming to L.A., let it permeate, 
what is your Hollywood story people don't don't know you barely remember but it is a glim uh, like a glimmering introspect to oh shit I'm in Los Angeles now like your first introduction to LA the better uh let me think the better one is New York yeah 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 because I moved from Tallahassee to New York and I flew up uh, Eastern, no, not Eastern, TWA. Wow. Yeah, TWA. They have TWA. You got the bag. I still have the, um, I, st- I actually still have the TWA. By the way, Bobby Kelly's cigars are pretty fucking Yeah, good. pretty nice, right? I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah. Guy knows two things, cigars and food. <laughs> Carbs and food. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. 80% sourdough. Yeah. We, uh. I land in, in New York and I and I'm staying with a guy who's from the Canary Islands and doesn't speak any English. He was my friend's sister's boyfriend and they had broken up. But I had acquired the spot to stay before that. Yeah. So I stay with him. I, he doesn't speak and he's got a, in a in a studio on 14th and 3rd. So um I it's not comfortable. I can't stay there. There's nowhere to sleep other than the floor and it's his place. So I stay out all night. I stay out all night. I bring weed and I I uh the greatest nights of your life probably in 100%. retrospect i was alive dreaming. i was i didn't have any like i was like i didn't oh it's fucking amazing by I the get way real quick these have been sitting here for any real quick to anybody in their 20s early 20s mid 20s late 20s roll the fucking dice these are the fucking greatest years of your fucking life go you know to the that? poconos for a week move in with someone <laughs> fucking bet on horses there's so much shit to do in your 20s Fuck real quick, right. Real quick, real, let's go viral. Yeah. yeah. And this is our message to anyone in their 20s. Good. Start it off. Uh, unprotected sex. No one has AIDS. Uh, There's no not, race. There's yeah. no race. You can pull out your, 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 your reflexes are quick then. Fucking drink all you want. Drink all you want. Do what you want. Do what you Shrooms. want. Shrooms. Now's when to Smoke. do Coke. Now's when do to do it. Coke. Do it now. You can fucking withstand the fentanyl. Find Go. out if you're, what your threshold is for mushrooms. Find yeah. out. By the way, don't take one guy. Take two. <laughs> two dudes at once. Two dudes at once. If you're thinking about, you're in your 20s, roll the fucking dice. This you're is when you fucking gamer. live. This is fucking do it. If you said to me, if you said to me, Burt Kreischer, Burt Kreischer, I'll take all the money you'll make on this next tour. All of it. But you get to be 20 years old again. Oh, dude. If you're 20, if there you're are 20. there are millionaires that would get give their their fucking net worth to be 20 again and start it over. Oh, now dude. I wouldn't that don't get me wrong. I do, I would I don't want to lose what I have. I love what I have. I had once had a dream that I went back in time to college and and I, I traveled in time and my friends were like, Oh, you get to do it all over again. And I was like, nice. And they're like, So does your life suck? And I was like, No, my life's pretty great. And they're like, Oh shit. So you've got to redo everything exactly like you did it to get it as good as it was. Right. And I went, oh, that's fucking almost tedious. Like that I got to like find the girl that one summer that I wasn't in love with, but hook up with her 20 times. Sure. To find out that this isn't what I'm into, that I want a real relationship and I want to fall in love and like kind of find her. But I also have to get high with her and watch Eddie Murphy and decide I should do stand up, <laughs> like like all these things that happen to me in twenty, you know. But Bert, here's the thing that you don't realize that I think you should is that there's somebody out there right now that's twenty, 
It's getting high, smoking stogies, having a little whiskey. Yeah. Going, I fucking love Bert Kreischer. I love watching him. That's, I that's, love that's the guy we're talking to right the now. The barbecue I'm digesting still from Dave Williamson. Yeah. Right. Like uh, like that was the greatest night of my summer. And he's still recollecting upon that, or she is still re- recollecting upon that. And you provided that memory for them because you're doing it for these people as much as we had all those bands of yesteryear. And yeah. so I will say this to you as you march towards May 525, dude, get the shit. I love you, buddy. I love you more. <laughs> I love great. you more. So, but I want to get back to that question. You also have to finish the Rogan story. What was the Rogan story? You started it like 10 minutes ago. You're, you're, you're a Rogan story. Oh. Oh, I want to go back. Yeah. This is a bad one. That was a, that was a tough shot. It's not that a was good the one. shot to put you over on there. You got to get in the polar plunge. I like hey, it. Wait, so wait. I want to go back. I want to go back to, I want to go back to when you got to the store because I'm fascinated by that. But I want to say this. I want to say this before we do this last shot. Last shot? Last one? Okay. Well, fuck. I'll do more. Hey, what's on my next meeting? What time is it now? Fucking who knows? 1.30. We're fine. I was out one night with... um, Hold on. Let me take a little Sipsky. It's probably on there. (laughs) It's it's dead. But I'm going to tell you something right now. I was out one night with Vince Vaughn and Johnny Depp. Not trying to be that guy. Hold on. Hold on. In Chicago. Fucking... This could be... and, And Stan Hope was brought up fucking 30 times that night and between Johnny Depp, by the way, by Johnny Depp. Um, and I was like, fucking right. And Stan Hope, I saw him in Pittsburgh like uh, three months after that because I always, I always had seen him, you know? Yeah. And the greatest line I heard from Stan Hope is like, there's a lot of comics who do a lot of humor. The difference between men and women, blah, blah, blah. He goes, here's the difference between men and women. One of them is not on my shows. <laughs> and I just thought, fucking A, I'm in. I'm in. I, I was always in. I was always in. Stand but it's like, is, that's the fucking Stand up with Johnny Depp. I have a script for Johnny Depp. I have a script for Johnny Depp. Like, I have, a, I have, a, I have the, I have, I have the script for Johnny Depp. It's going to happen, by the way. Uh, by the way, I'm, look, I'm a ride or die for that motherfucker. I was a ride or die during the whole fucking trial. I was in like, my special, I fucking went all in on him. I, I love, love Johnny Depp. I love Johnny Depp. I love He's Vince the Marlon Vaughn. Brando of our generation. Well, hold Beyond. On. Let's celebrate for a second. To Johnny Depp? To Johnny Depp. What? Hold on. To May 25th okay. and Johnny Depp. Okay. I thought you said January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> to May 5th, 25th. I wonder if we can get Johnny Depp on my premiere. I wonder if we'll have a premiere. We have to have a premiere, right? Chrysler. Yeah, it's got to have a premiere. A hundred percent. Dude, by the way, you know, by the way, before you raise this glass, every comic in the world is coming out for your fucking premiere. Do oh, you know I, why? Why? Because in my, where's the camera? Can right you zoom there. out? Yeah, yeah. Zoom in? Zoom in. Perfect. Over my perfect. years it's an old in Jeff comedy, Ross. I Can you swear. Lights a little bit? Perfect. <laughs> in my years in comedy, I swear to God, in all my years of comedy, I've heard people say, oh, it's nice to see that. Oh, good for him. Oh, good for yeah. her. Oh, she deserves it. Across the fucking board, 100%. There's not been one comic more from uh, a tour, minor league ballparks, <laughs> to a summer tour, to XY. Like, you've done so much that every comic across the board has gone, 
I fucking love Bird. And so oh. when your film comes out, I feel like personally, it's a culmination professionally and personally for you. Uh, you're going to fucking crush it, buddy. Cheers, bro. Every comic to in the Johnny world Depp. is going to retweet uh, all that Depp. stuff <laughs> to Johnny Depp. Okay, we love you, buddy. Vince Vaughn. Can I piss real quick? Uh, yeah. Can I piss real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on. So what I would say this, like when you say when we talk about Johnny Depp, like I'm a I'm a ride or die for that motherfucker. Light it up. But but I think also there you go. Um how do I like this? Do you just pull the side? Vince Vaughn's like that for a lot of us. I think he I think he when you talk about Dove. I think Vince Vaughn defined a lot of people. A lot of people the way they act. He loves comedy, by the way. I met him one time with you and his sister Victoria, Victoria. Yeah, and his. I think his wife, Kyla. Yeah, I think I met them with you, and he was like the sweetest fucking guy. But he's one of those guys that you want. You want to impress. You light it from. Light it from there. Light it from there. Light it from there. You have too much. He's a guy that like you just want to. Can I tell you? My brownies, Danny Brown snores. Danny Brown, oh yeah, the rapper. Yeah, please. There you go. Danny Brown, the rapper. Yeah. What's your story? Austin. Austin, Texas, right? Yeah. So. I didn't know who he was. No clue. Yeah. No idea. I don't. You know me, Bert. I yeah. like Oasis. I know that. A lot. I, I tried to Oasis. reach out to Liam Gallagher at a party when I was in uh, whatever that is. I'm going there tomorrow or tomorrow, two days. We go to Europe and I was trying to fucking party with one of the Gallagher's. Dude, we got a. Liam or Noel? Which one? Liam's the fucking. Liam's the fucking cool one. Well, Liam's the one that throws fucking hands if he does not happy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the one I want. <laughs> Liam's the one I want. The fucking greatest. Oh, yeah. Liam Look at Gallagher. Him. Look at him. But by the way, uh, this is how big of a fan I am. That picture was from a helicopter accident because I, I follow him so much. He had an incident with a helicopter. Got hurt there. It's not, not from a fight or whatever, but... Danny Brown, I'm in Austin, Texas, doing Vulcan Gas Company. Yeah. Uh, doing shows or Kill Tony? Shows. And um, and so... Mm, is, mm. What? I know this story. I know this story. You know this? Oh, I know this story. Keep going. Keep going. Me, you tell me. No, 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 no. I'd rather hear it from you. So... I'd rather so so. Let me tell the story because because I know Danny. I don't know Danny like well enough to like. Where's your camera? Is it this 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 bad boy? I I've done stand up for twenty five years. Very few nights, very few nights isolated. I could remember and go, oh, I know that night. This night, it's crystallized. So you're fucking around doing crowd work. Can you, okay, so here's the thing. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll let you finish, and then Perfect. I'll 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 tell you my perspective. Good. Crowd work, yes. And Danny's in the front row or whatever, is the yeah. second row, and, and you yeah. start busting his balls. Sure. Looks like a confident, 
like cool black dude. Sometimes when you do stand up, you go, I, w- I don't want to fuck with the guy that's in the wheelchair. I want to fuck with the guy that looks cool because mm-hmm. I know that guy can take it. Mm-hmm. And you start talking to him. I don't know about something about a white chick, maybe or something. So I go do this thing that is the, if you watch my special, The Last Late Night, it is the second commercial break. Commercial breaks in it, I said, let's do crowd work, but there'll be pre-planned bits, right? So are, I have this bit special? where- Are you special? No, no, he, he's okay, not. Okay, but, okay, but, yeah. but, but in the special, most people are willing to just go, oh, what? Okay, yeah. So in the special, I'm just fucking around to make a point about diversity. And I think diversity, at the end of the day, in Hollywood is like a crock of shit. Yeah. Because diversity to Hollywood is black people. And there's not Latinos, there's not Puerto Ricans, not Dominicans, not Asians, not Jew- Whatever. Go down the line, right? So I'm just making a point to say diversity is bigger than just one entity. You can't just... Well, you can, you're you're definitely by the way for the record as a white dude you're you as a asian dude is are definitely allowed to say whatever the fuck you want about diversity well <laughs> not really no but i but think so I, I, I think so i think your perspective is insightful as a as a white dude i'm listening so keep going keep going insightful but yes yes but i i'm not going to take the onus to go i'm the conduit of diversity yeah, right yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. point right so so danny brown's there and if you watch the special, you'll you'll see the you'll see literally the bit in perfect perfect form. It is uh, taking a black individual from the crowd, setting them up, going to a, a white individual in the crowd, and saying, "Okay, now we're going to flip it back to them." Yeah. And here's the point: the point is, is that diversity is more than black. It's also Asian. So the question is, hey, um, here's the bit. I think I know the bit. Keep going, though. The bit is, you're black. Diversity. Okay, white guy. How many black guys do you have in your cell phone? He goes, well, I got three. Then I turn it back on the black guy. go, fuck this guy. He's a piece of shit, right? And then I flip it on the black guy going, how many Asian friends do you have in your phone? Yeah. And then the then the crowd goes, oh, okay. And then the black guy realizes, oh, I have no f- Asian friends in my <laughs> cell phone, right? So that's the point, yeah. the, the whole point of it all. So I, I think if you want to preach diversity, then preach it on a whole yeah. or don't at all. Yeah. And so we did that. So Danny Brown's there in Austin. Uh, I walk in, it's Red Band Show. And um, as soon as I walk in, Literally, I walk in the green room. They go, Red Band's like, hey, I got six tax Elons here tonight. I go, well, I've gotten this a lot. Elon's not here. It's me. And so, trust me, Elon's not here. And over the course of what I realized is that everybody in the comedy community has put that Elon is me. Like, I'm not Elon Musk. They think... Wait, I'm so confused. They think 
Hold on. They think you're Elon? Oh, yeah. Bert. Oh, my God. Hold on. Ready? They think Elon Musk is me. They think Elon Musk just went up and did stand up and was like. Oh, yeah. They go, hey, Elon's here. I go, right, man. It's me. He goes, no, no. They th- Elon's here tonight. I go, mm-mm. It's me, dude. It's me. You walked in through the back and they're like, Elon's here. Elon's Yo, here. yeah. Then you went and did stand up and half the people in the audience are like, Elon's murdering. Elon, Elon just did stand up. Yeah. Oh my God. It's not, it's not Elon Musk. It's fucking me, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel bad for like Elon because I'm doing this stand up. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not talking about rockets at all. <laughs> I mean, not talking about Twitter or fucking teslas you're just up there like what's up with fucking 100 percent. by the way i respect elon for what he's doing right now because he is taking (laughs) no that hold on that's believable i believe that i believe that especially in a fucking hat and a fucking jacket you're like elon looks good (laughs) the end of my special is my wife saying oh it's an asian elon musk right yeah so it's obviously not me. So we do this shit, okay? And then... Danny comes backstage. Danny comes... Right? No, no. Here's what happens. Okay, to walk you through the fucking verbatim, like like the beats of it, right? I do the show. I pick on a black individual in the crowd, and I make them a, a moment in the show. And Danny Brown was neglect of it, right? Neglect so, oh, of it, what does that mean? He he was not participating. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, I don't want this shit. Okay, yeah. oh, okay, fine, it's fine. We come, as I get off stage, Danny Brown puts his arm around me and pulls it towards him. He goes, hey, motherfucker, what's up? I'm like, yeah, what's up? So we're 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 at this moment walking up the stairs going, Okay, I think we're at a moment where um, you don't buy the joke or the set piece, whereas I'm a comedian and I know the set piece, right? And I go, okay. So I shrug him off and we're walking up the stairs and I say, look, my friend, if you want to buy a drink, I'll get you you a drink, whatever. Let's figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I would always rather somebody, to a point earlier, have fun tonight. Yeah. Don't yeah. go home like jaded, you know? Yeah. He doesn't want any part of it. So I go up on stage. Then I get a text from Red Band uh, in the green room. All of us are sitting there. Ron White, Rogan, Red Band. Uh, hey, if he doesn't understand what's happening here, uh, it's going to get Detroit in here. Whatever Detroit, like he's uh, Danny Brown's from Detroit, right? Is he really? So. Uh, yeah. So then it, it's becoming a thing, and it's like I don't want this to become a thing. We're just here yeah, to, obviously, obviously. To, to. We all have the same friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell jokes. We're goofing off, whatever. And then um, it spirals. It spirals in three wow. minutes. Like three minutes, it just becomes a thing. And and Rogan goes, "Get Danny back here." Danny comes back. Danny comes back. I said, Danny. Look, it's not a thing against you. I don't know who you are. I appreciate you. I respect you. And we're going back and forth. 
and it becomes a debate for 20 minutes. So we're all talking about this moment in time. And then um, what ends up happening is that it gets to a point where I go, Danny, I'm not going to apologize for what I say on stage because at the time, it's a bit I'm working on. I can't, I, look, I don't know. Can I tell you this? Yeah, please. Please. Can I tell you what, what culminated? Yeah. How this all manufactured into the Cigar precipice? showed up in a Porsche. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, zoom, 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 zoom. Danny Brown put his arm around me and said, hey, man, maybe I'm being too sensitive. Maybe I'm taking it to the umpteenth level. Like, let's just have a good night. I go, that's what it's all that's, about. That's it's fucking, just comedy, that's dude. That's it's Danny Brown. Fuck comedy. That's Danny Brown. We put our arms around. That's each Danny other. Brown. That's Danny Brown. See, we the whole both, time I'm hearing the story, I'm going like, I'm. But and I want. I would love to hear Danny's side because I know there. Like, I know there's. I know there's exteriors that can be in a story like this where you have to do certain things and you sure. have to feel certain things. That like the whole time I've known Danny Brown, I don't know Danny very well at all. At all, I do know he's funny. Mm-hmm. I do know he's got a good sense of humor. And I do know that Tom is loves Danny, and and more importantly, and this is the thing, is that Danny is a YMH fan. Yeah, like he loves Tom's podcast, Tom's YMH podcast, your mom's house podcast. Sure, and that podcast is fucking great. That podcast, if you're going to say I get offended, you also cannot be a fan of that podcast. <laughs> That's not how that yeah. works. That's how it works. That's not like how you, it works. That's not how it works. You can't. It's a great. You, I, just for the record, and I'll say this to the camera: if you get offended, you are not allowed to listen that's to your right. mom's yeah. house. That's how that works. Because that podcast, dude, Leanne gets offended by that podcast. I go, baby, they're our best friends. She yeah. goes, I know, but it's some of the stuff it's not about. So I go, stop, stop, don't fucking shut your fucking mouth. That's our friends. You sure. know, you know their hearts. You know who they are. Yeah, and that's how those fans. They go, oh, dude, whatever. It's comedy. It's comedy. So that, that's so. when to hear that, I go, uh, that makes me feel good at the end where I go, I know, I because I, I don't I don't know. I can't I keep saying this because I'm, I'm drunk, but I don't know Danny to like text him or anything. Right. But I know he's got a sense of humor and I know yes. he's a really talented dude and he's an artist and he's sensitive in the same way we are. So I I, I wonder there's a, if there's a part of like, he didn't. He he did not see the um because he's starting to do stand up now, and so now he's, doing, he's doing it, and and so now I I would hope that he could see that that bit done in the special okay. and go, oh I, now I fucking get it. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Can I tell you one one last thing please, before please, please. to buttress this yeah. before you finish the story? So bookmark the story. I I will say this, Dan and I, um, are starting he, a podcast. He. Called- Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and. It's called Campus. Wait, wait, what was that? What was the name of that fucking Wiz Khalifa song? Was it Black and Yellow? Black and Yellow, yeah. God damn Christ, it! Yeah. That's a good fucking joke. It's a fucking black and yellow, joke. black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. That's a that's a great fucking joke. God damn it! God damn it! I'm so fucking good. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. By the way, I agree, but. He and I ended up having a drink afterwards and said, fuck this. Let's go get, let's go to the bar right now. Yeah. Let's go to the bar right now. You and I, let's go yeah. get a drink right now. He, I, and his girl had a drink that night. We had a great time. And he said, yeah. Hey, I'm, th- I'm thinking of getting in this and we're, we're talking and bullshitting about stand up or whatever, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. All I know is that kind of fucking salty at Rogan. 
because he fucking said, hey, let's bring him in no. here. He brought him in here and then he fucking, he pulled the pin on, on the grenade, rolled it in and said, I'm out of here. And he fucking dipped. That's- I was like, what the fuck, dude? Now I got to clean this shit up. <laughs> and now I'm sitting there going, okay, okay, okay. I'm listening to, to Danny Brown for 45 minutes going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm going to tell you right now, I still do not agree with you. I don't agree with you. And we're sitting there and we come to a, to this pres- to this moment and we yeah. go, I, I don't. I, I will not back down because when I'm on that stage on a Tuesday in fucking Austin, I'm not going to fucking, I will not negate oh, the fact yeah. that I'm working on this bit. And then the bit worked in the fucking hour. Dude. So that's what it comes down to. So I, I respect Danny Brown yeah. because he did come down. He did hang out. We did have a shot with him and his girl. And he was the nicest guy in the world. And now I saw Danny's he's doing stand-up guy. and I was like, that's fucking great. Danny's a sweet guy. Rogan's a sweet guy. Rogan, 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 you know, look, I know he won't hear this, so I'll say it freely. Yeah. Rogan loves the fucking grenade pull. He, he fucking did it. He, it. he did he it that fucking it. night. He, loves he fucking it. He pulled it and walked out. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? You did this shit. Choose violence and then fucking walks out. He fucking walked out. He fucking walked out so quick. Yeah. And that yeah. reminds me of our uh, one of my favorite road stories. We're in... You and I are in um, Tempe and then um, New Jersey together with Bert, with uh, Bert Kreischer. No, um, uh, Bert Kreischer was there. No, 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 no. Sorry. Uh, oh, fuck. Sorry. Butch Bradley. Butch Bradley. Butch Bradley. Yeah. Butch Bradley. Yeah. yeah. Butch Bradley brought us to Jersey. I got in a fist uh, YMH, fight. YMH, uh, not YMH. God damn it. I'm more drunk than you are. <laughs> the fucking Young American Comedy Tour. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So he brought me out, and I got in two, into two fist fights that week. Butch got into a fist fight that week with his brother. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, oh yeah. But this. I will say this: I, I love Rogan. I love Danny Brown, and I think that that go, that always goes under the banner because Rogan's intentions were were kind. They were they were to hey just figure it out. Rogan. It wasn't him to always, solve it. It yeah. was him to say hey fucking figure it out. Yeah. And you know what he did. We did figure it out. Here's the other thing I know about you. You're not afraid to punch someone. (laughs) Like, that's the thing that, like, I think Joe probably respects the most is that, like, Joe's not a a violent dude. He won't get violent, but he understands, he understands confrontation to that level. Right. And that's something you grew up playing hockey and you have no problem. Mm Mm-hmm. That, and I don't have that. I, I'm not, I've never, I, don't, I punch people, but I never always regret it the next morning. And I right. go, but like you are a physical dude who grew up physically playing hockey. I don't have a, mind, a problem checking someone. I don't have a problem throwing off my gloves and fighting someone. And those, those are the things And probably Danny the same way is like, it's oh, like, sure. I, I don't mind. I don't mind the next level. And there's so many dudes in this world that mind that next level sure. that myself included, Segura probably, himself included. I've seen how small his hands are. They're tiny. They're he could barely Can he punch pick it? one yeah. tooth out of somebody. But like, but like, we're not like physical dudes. But you grew up a legit stand your ground dude. Like a fucking. I don't have a problem if you have a problem with me and where it's going to happen. Right. It can happen, and that is the thing. I, I bet Joe sees in you where he goes, bring him in. Well, that's probably my biggest positive, but also biggest detriment. Is yeah. that I would I would willing I'd be willing to go to that point, but 
to Danny's point, like after knowing Danny in that moment and then researching him because I was like, well, who's Danny Brown? And, and, and like going through the, the, and then um, you're like, did I just swim with the great white shark? <laughs> God damn it. Get me out of the fucking water. He is affiliated to gangs. In this, in but at the end of the day, it's like, well, I really respect that. And I, yeah. I, 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 by the way, I beyond respect the fact that he's getting into this. Yeah. And another point getting into this, like I saw, I got a lot of shit for this, like a ton of shit really? for this. Brendan Schaub. Brennan Schaub. What? I saw Brennan Schaub in San Jose. Um, he did a set, and I we were both there together. Also, at the same another time. dude that doesn't mind throwing hands. Keep going. I saw him doing a set at the San Jose Improv. I just I saw he was there. I I don't have his number. I texted Cal and I said, "Hey, is Brennan?" In, can you give me his number? No, I didn't get his number for a while. I went and saw his set at the end at the end of his set because my show finished. I walked over, I watched him. I was like, holy shit. Like, I know he got a lot of guff, right? I know yeah. he got a lot of shit. And it, this is all drawn to a, a moment. So just let me... I saw him do a set and he had the crowd in the palm of his hand. He actually had jokes right yeah, yeah yeah now i had not seen him prior to i didn't watch his showtime special i didn't watch all this other shit what i saw was somebody that over the course of my years my perspective my perspective was i saw a guy that was at the comedy store night after night after night after night doing the work right yeah like somebody would like a professional fighter you're in the gym. He's doing the work. He's getting the reps in. Now, the reps might not be 10 years, but the reps are still the reps. reps and then reps, I saw yeah. him do it, and I was like, he's his audience, his yeah. audience, his crowd is with him. And there might be 25% that never heard of him, that just came out to a comedy show, right? Yeah. That just saw him doing stand-up. And I was like, you know, he's doing it. He's really genuinely doing it. And so I... I tweeted something on social media like, wow, he really fucking did it. He really did the work because I saw it. And then he had this culmination of a moment where like in the moment where you're doing a closing bit, like he had that audience in the palm yeah. of his hands. Yeah. So I was like, that was really special to see. And I was glad to see that moment. And I talked to him for four minutes after the show. And I have maybe talked to him 10 minutes of my life, but I saw somebody do something and do the work that that it mattered in that moment and i got so much shit for it but i was like so much shit from who you know the internet <laughs> well of course yeah but at the same time i was like it doesn't matter because everything's so fractured everything doesn't matter everything yeah. is niche these days yeah. and what matters is his niche what matters is a comedy niche what mm. matters is that that little niche that saw that or supports him that does that and go, you know what? He did the fucking work. So y'all mm -hmm. can fuck off because until you have some moment where you write something and take it to stage, I don't give a fuck who you are. Yeah. He genuinely did it. And I appreciate it. Brendan is, I'll say this, not a, definitely not afraid to say this on record. The sweetest guy I've ever met in my entire the nicest. life. The sweetest guy I've ever met in my entire life. Never said a bad word to me about me. He has always looked out for me. He's a friend, hundred percent. Yeah. And uh, and and by the way, 
I was not where he was at two years in comedy. I, I was agree definitely with you, not by there. The way. And uh, and I will never be a NFL player, UFC mixed martial artist, uh, contending for the championship belt in heavyweight. Yeah. Nor will I be. Honestly, I don't think my podcasts are where his podcasts have been. Yeah. And I, and I, 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 I have no bad words to say about him. And I understand that there are people that find it to be an easy target. Uh, of course it is. It's and so I think easy I, shit on that. I, I, and I understand that. I get that. I do get that. I do understand some of the nuances, like. I've heard uh, some of my closest friends but you, critique it, him, and I yeah. understand. I understand the critique. I would apply that critique across the board. I would say that, you know, like uh, I would, I would, I would say that if you're gonna say, I don't know, I'm not gonna get too much into the weeds of this. If you're gonna say that you shouldn't do a special uh, at, at six years, then I maybe I would argue fifteen. But there's maybe I'd argue fifteen, right? Like maybe I'd. Like we did our first specials maybe a little early. Ten years in, yeah. Yeah, and maybe a little early. Maybe we were like, wow, we didn't know what we were doing. We were young. Maybe so if you want to make a, a rule about that, if you want to make a rule about There's that, no then make rules. the rule about that and go, then no specials. But I hate to say this, you're going to see a lot of specials on YouTube from comics that have been doing it for years. I, and that that the is way. the that is the norm from here on out. Everyone's going to everyone will be releasing their specials on YouTube. And if you don't like that, then don't fucking watch them and then wait for the ones on Netflix from the guys that have been doing it 25 years. Exactly. Then, and then then and then that's the rule. And then if you want to fucking find that to be the rule, then that's the rule and you don't get the good ones like Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, Sam uh Sam Moore, fucking uh, uh uh Joe List, fucking Ari Shafir. All these guys that weren't getting I'm going to get fucking cunty. But to your point, you're right. I'm gonna get cunty because I go, I go, I'm on, I'm inside, I'm inside the fucking fence. I'm very, 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 very lucky to be where I am. No, I'm no, so no, lucky, no, and no, I no, wake no. up every morning going, I wake up every morning saying, being grateful to God that number one, I never stroke, and number two, I that that's my number one <laughs> thing that I never stroke, and number two that I got, I got an opportunity that not a lot of people got, and I no, got no. It from, and I and but hold on, but hold on. But not everyone got that opportunity, and some people take it upon themselves, like my buddy Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz did not get the opportunity to release a special on Netflix, and he made it his own. He put it on his own thing. It did really well. Then he put it on YouTube, and then it blew up. It's got 12 million fucking views. Well, guess what? The That's industry. the beauty. That's the beauty of what we're doing right now. The industry is not always right. And I'm not going to tell you. And if you want to make a rule, uh, I get shitty about this. You can't make a rule on when people, it's too early. It's too early. No, it's not. Andrew Schultz has been doing comedy for maybe, I'm, I'm guessing, 12 15. years. 12 years. 15, 15 years. 15, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's the right time for him. People love it. People want to celebrate him. People want to go out and see his shows. People enjoy what he's saying. Yeah. It, look, for me, maybe for Burr, maybe for you, it took us longer. But we, we came up at a different time. And, and 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 I get I get cunty about this rule shit about like, and I get cunty about people's I do get cunty about people. Well, I'll tell you people. this: you look at David Spade, more than us, right? Yeah. The kindest human, dude, most talented guy. I said it to him the other the day. Fucking world of comedy. I said it to him the other way, day. He didn't have to be that nice. He doesn't have to be that nice. Doesn't have to be. By no. the way, Mark Norm. Uh, 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 no, uh, I'll say Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald. I'll take Norm. I'll take Mark Norman. Mark Norman does not have to be cool anymore. He's blown up. Doesn't have to. He's be. blown up past past me and you, where we're like 
where like his all his videos are getting a million views. All his crowd work stuff is through the roof. But, you could you could sit here, you could right. sit here and pick apart everything. But the truth is, we're we are watching people do it at the next level and celebrating them. And 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 a part of us want to go just celebrate them, man. Like celebrate their successes. I'm not saying I'm a fucking glad handy Nancy yes. that's like sitting in the in the kitchen going, well, mama made apple pie. We love apple pie. Sure. Like, I'm just saying, that's a bad example, I know. But, like, I'm saying, like. But you want to peach I look, I, I, yeah, as, but, as, as two fucking working dudes in this business, I find what everyone's doing. And I try to find a, try to way, try to, find a way to, like, find the thing I like mm-hmm. and, and, then, and then go, oh, that's cool as fuck. Stavros, you know Stavi? Of course. Dude, well, I don't know him personally, but I've seen Stavros. Stavros out of the gates. Stavros did a podcast. I hope, I hope it disappears forever, so that no one will ever know how brilliant it was. Do you uh-huh. ever listen to Come Town? <laughs> Come Town, his podcast, Come Town. Nick Mullen, Andrew, yeah. Adam, uh, was so fucking funny. Yeah, and so irreverent. It's crazy because it just depends on the branding, right? It, it yeah. depends on a moment in time, right? Yeah. Like we all have these little moments, but then you look at um, uh, garbage, the garbage guys, right? Are you garbage? Like dude? they tried multiple times to uh, on their own to yeah. make things work, and then and then it com- comes with a culmination where it's like, now it works. Look at me and Tom. Me and Tom, look, look, uh, we were, I mean okay okay successful like we sell some tickets sure but we did uh two bears mm-hmm. and then for some reason it clicked right there are people that didn't like it and we did we definitely purpose accidentally purposely alienated people definitely early on we didn't mean to do it but we just did it right but like but like there's people that can write off that can watch it and write off one of us and both tom and i go well, if you're right off one of us, then we hate all of you, because right. we're a team. Sure. Like if you don't, if you think, I mean this honestly, if you think Tom is mean to me, then you're missing the joke. If right. you think I don't let Tom talk, then uh, you're also missing 100%. the joke. Like it's part of our get. It's part of our our fun of being friends is the thing that makes us work. Is the thing that makes us broken. The broken sure. thing makes us work, dude. I get so bummed out. Like, especially, I, I got hardcore when people attack Rogan from his podcast about whatever the fuck. I remember when they were, like, talking about the vaccine shit. And I was like, I was like, have you never listened to him? Of course. Joe's the guy that told me at a very young age, I need to be in a polar plunge for five hours a day. And right. I'm like, I've never listened to him. I've never listened to the guy. Sure. He's my friend. I've never, like, everything he's ever said to me, I just go, it's Joe Rogan. Sure. He's a fucking great comic. He's a great brain. He's a great thinker. He has a ton of questions, but he's not my fucking Bible. Well, to your point, and and I hope you don't take this the wrong way. I won't. Bert, I, I promise won't, you. I, won't. I, won't I, I swear to God. First. There are okay. Here we go. Cheers, dude. This is one of the funnest times. I've this had is the best. This is the best pot. This is one of the best. Can I tell you, man? I'm so glad I didn't drink a ton last night. This oh is... shit! It's my agent. Hold on. Okay. Here we go. Hey, what's up, buddy? I'm on my watch. <laughs> Are you there? Hello. Hey, bud. Hey, what's up? I'm doing a podcast. It's the best podcast I've ever done. <laughs> you know that, right? You know that, right? You know. I that. don't. I don't. Yeah. But I will say, this you, is, you, uh, you, 
you play me perfectly. You know my brain perfectly. You know my brain perfectly. Because you not. know what? You know what excites me? And you know the thing. You know me so fucking well. You know me so fucking well. There's no way that's lit. <laughs> no, I swear to God. I, I promise you. All right, you let's get you not. to George Lopez. You got to do Lord Lopez? No, I, I I will stay here for another hour. I don't What's care. This? It's called YMH or not YMH, uh, OMG or something. OMG. OMG. With George Lopez. George yeah. Lopez is a badass motherfucker. By the way, not a lot of people know this, but I, I, I don't think people did the homework. He got everything that everybody said Conan was, yeah. he was. Everybody, oh, let, oh, Conan is the fucking victim. Lopez was the fucking victim. If you do the fucking homework, if you see everything, if you if you go through the metrics in terms of ratings, yeah. like George Lopez was the true victim of all those late night wars, which, by the way, are fucking done. Uh, nobody brings them up anymore. Yeah. But I just want to say this before we maybe in closing, in closing. Um, there isn't a comedian I could be happier for. For everything to happen, like literally a culmination of like success, because you've done it on a professional level, you've done it on a comedic level. And I, I, I believe, as you know, it's not my cardiologist, keep going. I believe you, know, as you know, that everybody in the comedy world, CA, ICM, all these people, yeah. they go, oh, yeah, he's fucking. But there's the other faction, the other faction of, feature films what the fuck is that they don't know who we are they don't give a fuck who we are they don't give a shit who we are they don't know who you know xyz is i don't want to say names but i'm just saying that to tom's point when he pulled you aside like a year two years ago three years ago two and a half years ago and he says hey man you have the burden of responsibility like that genuinely is true and I don't think people realize what's going to happen May 25th. May and 25th. I, I'm telling you, Bert, you don't even realize. I'm calling it right now. You're going to set a precipice into the R-rated comedy scape from, from the big studios that are going to go, oh, there's money to be made here. It's like, hey, you fucking dipshits. Of course it was. You're, I believe, a conduit into that moment in time. Mm-hmm. And I, I swear to God... From somebody on the inside out, outside in, that's just been banging on the fucking door. Like, I, I'm glad to know it's going to happen with you because I could not find a better ambassador on behalf of all comedians who cares. Like, I, uh, again, there was a moment earlier in the, in the podcast where I could have, I could have gotten emotional, but I, I genuinely feel like you, you are somebody that, cares about the the experience of humanity as opposed to the experience of um their profession uh their insecurities i i I really think you you just there's no other way to put it you care you care about people i get a lot of fucks i get a lot of fucks everyone (laughs) everyone watch up watch steve burns special on amazon it is out right now. Come on, man. I love you, buddy. I love you more. I love you more than you love me. I Cheers. promise you that. Cheers, brother. <laughs> now we got to meet him with Judd Apatow. <laughs>
This episode was brought to you by The Machine.